Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max, and welcome back. Happy New Year. I hope everyone's New Year has been less dramatic than <laughs> years prior, <laughs> and that everyone's staying healthy and safe and all of that. Um, I had a nice, quiet uh, <laughs> New Year. Uh, the last part of, of December was chaotic since... Uh, flu and COVID showed up at my house. My husband got the COVID, I got the flu, and it was all shitty. <laughs> um, but everybody's good now. Um, luckily, the husband was mostly anti-symptomatic. Um, Is that the right word? That's not the right word. Asymptomatic. There you go. Um, and I was down bad. He was fine, basically, but I was just out of it. Hence, the break. But it was going to be a break anyway. But anyhow, Happy New Year, blah, 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 blah. Um, let's get into the bullshit. Um, the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. The GOP girls, anyway. And probably others. But we're going to talk about the GOP girls. Um, last week was a, a festival of fuckery that only the GOP can give you in their complete and utter disarray. Because... You know, the Rat King got a lot of dummies brave and, you know, people are craving power hungry shitballs who'll do whatever they need to do to get to the power. So, of course, you know, I'm talking about Kevin McCarthy and his endless battle to get to the speakership of the House of Representatives. They voted 15 times and... 1 through 14 was mostly because of the 20 dildos who are uh, peak MAGA dicks who call themselves the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus. It's all very um, 1984, the way that they brand themselves. Anyway, um, Kevin McCarthy gave his left nut, his dignity, half his brain, maybe a butt cheek to these 20 dildos so that he could lock down the um, speakership. He gave them shit like right of first refusal of whoever the the um, speaker of the house is. Because before, if you wanted to get rid of the speaker of the house, you had to have a certain number of people um, bring a vote to the floor, bring a motion to the floor to get, you know, the, the, the party going. Now you only need one. So they probably won't even just be one. It'll probably be multiple dickholes. And he gave them the go-ahead go for that. He gave them uh, seats on really powerful committees. Um, one, Matt Gates, a child rapist who should have been expelled from, from the Congress for being a child rapist and, you know, suborning uh, treason with the January 6th bullshit. Um, along with that dumb girl, Bobbert, and the other dumb, well, the other dumb girl, um, Green, Tyler Green, or whatever, fucking, fuck that bitch. Anyway, all of them basically got together with all these other assorted dickholes and, and just made shit hot, I guess. Lukewarm. Anyway, pressure cooker, I don't know. Anyway, they basically um, gave the crazies the asylum, and it's going to be fuckery o'clock for the next two years. And other interesting things around that. 
uh, right around the 14th vote when Matt gets Gates played a dummy as he does. Um, and I guess he made promises and didn't keep them on that vote. And basically the girls were almost really for real fighting. <laughs> like, they, the vote went down, the 14th vote went down and, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy pulled up and like, what the fuck? Da, 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 da. I gave you everything, my nuts, my, my butts, everything. What's up? And they were going back and forth about whatever. Unfortunately, we really couldn't hear it. Then this little bowling ball with a wig on came over. Some some congressman from Alabama came over with big energy, big I'm gonna bust your fucking ass energy. And I guess he told him it's gonna be on site every time we come in here if you don't fucking act right. And um, the 15th vote was the luckiest vote because uh, Gates, Gates, who gives a fuck? Um, he didn't really do anything you know he voted present he didn't vote no so old boy needed x amount of votes um to get to the things and on that 15th vote he got to it and everybody is glad handing each other like it wasn't a shit show of peak levels meanwhile the democrats let you know that they were united full five thousand times all 15 votes they voted in lockstep for the new uh democratic um house whatever person speaker thing uh hakeem jeffries who is my congressman from my district who i do not see it for at all um he held nancy's coat till nancy was ready to go and you know she bequeathed him with her spot and now everybody has fallen in line even the people who don't see it for him like i don't see it for him because unity is something you got to do right now because you know you got to do what you got to do and work with who you got to work with to get to the stuff that you want just try to keep them under pressure it's going to be a nonsense fest with a very slim gop majority but that's just enough to fuck everything up and i do mean everything um i'm certain the first votes or if there even is one to extend the debt ceiling so that we don't uh default on our debts and end up having to close up shit in the government that's going to be a time um yeah so that's what it is ultimately even the rat king couldn't even get these motherfuckers together like there's this picture of marjorie taylor green trying to give the phone with dp on it to talk to one of these dickholes i think and you can is a picture of man's waving her away like get this nigga out of here i don't want to talk to him type energy so that was a thing um what did get them together all that dark money all the dark money cats was like let me tell you something this don't look good you better tighten up and let our boy get on so that we can get to the business of getting all the rich nigga shit that we want and making sure the poorest get nothing and that labor is tossed into the waste basket for all of their unionizing bullshit. Um, we will stop the money train. Please know that. And everybody tightened up as you would expect, as you would expect. Anyway, um, what else? They seated a scammer, that uh, George Santos guy who is black, white, Latin, gay, straight, um, a graduate of Columbia, not a graduate of Columbia, some other school, lied about that, lied about his professional life, lied about all, everything you could lie about, and just like nothing things that you don't have to lie about, he lied about that shit too, um, he's wanted for scamming in Brazil, um, I'm trying to understand where the opposition research people were when this boy was out here, unless they thought it was such a solidly, cause he's from New York. And the reason why the, the uh, house of representatives flipped is because a lot of seats in New York got taken by Republicans because the people here 
the leadership here didn't do what they needed to do to protect those seats to make sure because you can't assume anything anymore people are fucking stupid so they just assumed that all these solidly blue places was gonna stay blue and the uh whoever the league guy was that the governor put in place the lady governor that we've got here now who is republican light um put in the place didn't do what needed to be done she got hers she ain't give a fuck about nothing else and it showed so anyway we lost like five seats um and it flipped the house yay progressive state um so that happened and um basically um that's how george santos slid through uh between all of the uh fuckery with the um election maps creating new districts for republican fuckwits to jump into um the scammer just was chilling and nobody and i do mean nobody did any oppo research on him i don't understand how he slipped slid through the gates but here we are you know with a whole scammer that don't nobody know where his money came from or how he was able to evade arrest for all the scamming and how he avoided all them lies that he told from getting out but you know it just goes to show that because of the rat king any grifter with good dark money behind them can buy their way into government and that's where we are now so of course the local uh gop cats are like he gotta go get out of here you a liar you lied about everything and of course he's like nah i'm not doing that and of course kevin mccarthy is also like nah not doing that you know let the voters decide It's always like the voters decide when it's some fucking bullshit for them. And then when it's not in their favor, it's like the voters are fucking bereft of of sense and they have to be stopped. Energy. Um, You know why? Because slim numbers, power consolidation, blah, blah, blah. The grifter's going to stay in Congress. (laughs) And he'll probably, you know, I don't have any faith in, in, in the electorate at all. So like, you know, he'll probably keep that seat for years, years. And everybody be like, remember that time when he was young? He'll be there till like 85 or some shit. And they'll be like, yo, when he was young, he lied about everything. And he managed to keep the seat for 12 decades <laughs> because that's where we live. The stupidest timeline. Um, other stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk about when it happened, but I'm going to talk about now because ha ha ha. Um, that dude, Andrew Tate, <laughs> fucked around and found out. So this dude is one of these MRA rights, misogynistic, racist, fuckwits, shithole, asshole, tiny dick, never, ever at any point in his life have ever satisfied a woman type dudes out here. Um, King of the incels. Um, Basically, he felt like he needed to troll Greta, the, you know, the, the, the little German girl. She's not a little girl. She's, she's like a young woman. Basically, he tried to troll her on, on Twitter, talking about all the cars that he has and all the gas guzzling they do and how he's a one-man environmental fuck-up and how you like them apples, la, la, la. So, as you do, um, he get he got clapped. <laughs> she fucking ethered him. She basically said, oh, mini dick energy, sad to see, something along those lines. And the boy was a apoplectic over it. The boy almost swallowed his tongue. So much so that he came out from his lair because he, I guess he was in hiding or something for being a scumbag, um, a criminal. He came out to do this video with a 
a, a smoking jacket on and, and talking shit and try to clap on the child to no avail. No one gave a fuck. Uh, the damage was already done. He got eviscerated and he needed to just hold that L and go be underwhelming somewhere. But no, he couldn't leave that alone. He had to come on, make a little video, talk all this shit. I didn't watch it because for what? Anyway, he talked all this shit or whatever. And then he was like, bring me my pizza. And then they brought him some pizza or whatever. And he thought he was doing it and he wasn't. And, you know, he was hiding out in Romania. And the Romanian authorities figured out where he was based on that pizza box. And came and got him and his twin brother. Because the world needed two of those. Um, took that ass to jail for trafficking women. So, yeah, of course. Um, so the boy's in the bing. And, uh, you know shit happens so folks figured out that the boy was beige i i didn't make any connection apparently his dad was like a, a chess genius what a disappointment to the ancestors this dude is anyway people figured out he was he, he was beige and tried to tie their ash king's misfortunes to race where this young white woman clobbered their king and had him go to the bing which babes we don't we don't claim that pile of rotten anuses, but nice try though. Um, he's going to stay in the bank because the judge this week said nah to him being released. <laughs> you love to see it. Fuck around and find out. So yeah, good for him. There's probably other stuff that's going on right now that I could talk about, but I don't feel like it. So this week on the podcast, I have guests. Everybody get hype. I had a wonderful <laughs> rollicking, wandering all over the place conversation with my two faves, my booze, um, Elise Leslie and Lauren Wilson Carter. And we did another 420 episode, the 420 2.0 episode where we got high as fuck and talk mad shit. Um, so it is wonderful. It is chaotic. It is hilarious. I hope you enjoy it because you know I did because I was high as fuck. Anyway, it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast, I have two, not one, but two returning champions. Um, Elise Leslie one half of the R&B representative who is amazing and talented and fabulous and a fucking like she she has an encyclopedic knowledge of all things R&B every time you talk to her you will be educated <laughs> <laughs> and my second returning champion founder and CEO of Jefferson Park Consulting my bonus little sister and sorrel <laughs> lauren wilson carter i'm so happy to have you both back Hi. for an elevated discussion because this hey. is the 420 episode <laughs> 2.0 so while i'm waiting for my edible to properly hit let's get started while i can still make sentences um, so we're gonna, we had like a whole set of things that we want to discuss. So we're going to start with things that grind our gears. Lauren, do you want to lead us off in the thing that grinds your gears? 
you know what actually grinds my gears around this time are like people who are just like fucking grinches like mm. i get it the holidays are not good are not great for everyone um people associate trauma etc with the holidays and with christmas but i'm talking about the people who like shit on people for buying gifts shit on people for telling them what i really don't like are the are the people who insist that like you know um buying into the myth of santa and like teaching your kids about santa and letting them believe in santa is like you know, um, somehow like lying to them or misleading them or abusing them of some sort. Like I'm talking about the people, there's two types of people like this. There are people who say, oh, don't teach your kids about Santa because, you know, then it gets you into the behavior, uh, into the into the cycle of lying to your children. So you have that, right? Then you have people who are like, well, I'm not letting some fat white man take the credit for what I was doing. I just feel like let the Ooh. babies believe in the fucking magic of christmas before they grow up and realize it's bullshit and they become bitter and and just god it's just a fucking ordeal let them enjoy fuck like let them because first of all you know it is based on a real person so if you get to a point my nail tech and i were talking about this if you get to a point where the child is skeptical you can then tell them okay let's talk about why you're skeptical okay, let's now also learn about the history of Santa. You know, you right. turn it into a teachable moment. But a lot of people are just like, not a lot, but I'm seeing this rhetoric of like, you know, you know, um, setting yourself, your child up for disappointment, et cetera. Like, you know, you know, creating a situation where you have to lie to them. Like, I'm like, let the babies believe in fucking Santa, okay? Same like, thing with the tooth fairy. Slide some money under that damn pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let the frick, kids have frick. something shit it's because frick. you believe in santa you didn't get power wheels and now you don't believe in santa. <laughs> now you want to ruin it for everybody or like, it's like your your trauma is attached to to your mom's whooping your ass with that hot that hot wheels track because you was wilding so <laughs> you got to piss all over it for your kids now too you know what i'm saying like yeah. let the children have something because the time for them to be kids goes by so quick and if they're black children they don't even get to really be kids Mm-hmm. You know, we could go and, into how bitches be trying to have a children standing as parents to them and all kind of shit before they're even old enough to know that all this shit is fake. <laughs> yeah, and let the, I mean, and and when you do have to break it to them, let the kid be a disappoint, have a disappointment, because then you work through it and mm-hmm. and you figure out how you handle disappointments or how you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like my nails are that. About how like because she has a young child, she's like seven. And she's like, you know, one day she's going to come home and say she doesn't believe in Santa. And it'll either be because she's too old, like she's grown out of it, or right. what's more likely some asshole kid tells her, you know, mm. there's no Santa, you know, because somebody probably ruined it for him. So, you know, I just, that's stupid. Like, let the kids believe in Santa, French. Yeah, we were talking about people who are building whole personalities around, you know, yucking other people's yum, more or less. Or, it's, or like, building whole personalities about being terrible <laughs> like you know like not responding to people's phone calls because you know edgy i'm an edge lord i don't need <laughs> no phone or or the people who just you know if there's something that people are enjoying like i don't know a black lady rapping <laughs> huh. um you know they always got to be a crew of unwashed musties showing up to fuck up the fun 
oh no, we're enjoying scandal. Let's talk about race relations between black men and women and black and black white men historically. Let's yeah, talk about like, Sally Hemings right now. Like, bitch, I'm trying yeah. to watch this fucking show that you have to suspend belief to enjoy. Just be quiet and let me enjoy it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, uh-oh. I see black girls having fun. They're smiling. Here come the fun police. <laughs> <laughs> I also just feel like, like, you know, on the subject of people not liking things, look, you can let people enjoy things. That's fine. Right. I think what ends up happening is that, like, you have this, some of us have the urge to, like, go back and forth with people who, like, vehemently dislike a thing that we enjoy. I'm, oh, I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I remember scrolling through the timeline before I saw Black Panther and no, afterwards actually. And this woman was saying how she was utterly disgusted by it and she hated it and it was just so terrible to watch for her. And I'm like, I'm not engaging with this. Mm-mm. I don't have to. She is, you have the right to your opinion. And what I can I ignore it. Is when I say that I like a thing and I'm excited about it. And here comes some person who wants to be like well i hate it it was terrible i'm like okay i'm not i'm not my liking the thing is not keeping you from not liking it right you could just keep scrolling if you were going to do that i do it all the time i wish more people would embrace it i see so much stupid motherfuckers in one place like you could go a couple like for a few like not even a good minute before you run into somebody with a absolute shit opinion about something because you know Attention is attention, however way you get it, right? Like, it's always some mealy mouth musty who got so much energy for whatever thing that you adore. You can waste your time talking to this unwashed donkey butt, or you could continue liking the thing you like in peace. Mm-hmm. You could not engage. Like, I don't, I'm, I always say it, I don't understand them people who get on the internet and fight with unknown bitches all fucking day. I I ain't got the raids. Like yeah. You could be doing literally anything else. You could be I don't know. Anything. You could do whatever the fuck you want. But you choose to spend your time battling ashes, cornballs, foot-faced douchebags who just want your attention. That's all it is cuz everybody's out here just with their hot takes. Mm-hmm. looking for attention however way it comes if it turns out to be a ratio good enough it's attention feed my bullshit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah I, I, talk I, that. I get that a lot with being a host of a music show and the more popular it gets the more annoying it gets because mm-hmm. um you know we'll just be like let's celebrate this album and here come some motherfucker Musty. oh i don't like that that was bad well, we won't talk about that. We just said it was the anniversary um, or we like it or, or we get stuff like now this more so grinds JR's gears than mine, but it does mine too because it's some contrarian shit. I hate We that put shit. up a post. We'll say what songs did you like the best from Maxwell's uh, Urban Hang Suite? And then here comes somebody. Well, my favorite's off Embrya. That's what you should be. But we but we're, well, not we're not talking, talking about, about that. that. And we didn't say we didn't like that. And my favorite is Umbria. But did you hear and, me come yeah. up to say that dumb shit? Yeah. No. I said, and if, all these and if songs are amazing. <laughs> and if you would have took, and if you would have took the time you took to, to try to start shit with me and watch the episode, you would 
have actually learned about how much we loved Embria and what we talked oh. about on that album. And we mm -hmm. said the same things that you were saying in your little post, except intelligently and thorough. With good spelling. Excellent spell. Well, sometimes they are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People just get off on that shit. And like I said, it's attention. You want somebody to pay your attention. You you don't get it in your regular offline life. And you've built a little fiefdom of nothingness to your <clears throat> contrarian ass fucking views that really don't nobody give a fuck about because they liking the thing that they like. So Yeah. There are a lot of people, and I was just talking about this. Like there's definitely people who will say incendiary things or like give like, you know, opinions or takes that they know are gonna rile people up and mm -hmm. they might not even believe that shit. They I know they don't want like it, engagement seen, and the thing is it's not gendered i have seen women do this too and that's the worst the worst say, offenders to me because i was like i know your stupid ass knows better yeah. like the mate so during the megan trial what's also happening is that there are mm. people spreading things that are absolutely untrue so mm -hmm. like someone somebody was saying had posted um parties uh that's uh megan's boyfriend mm -hmm. uh partisan fonte's tribute to like black women and like kind of in support of megan and all that and then <clears throat> this Ashy retweeted it with quote and said like, "Oh, but this is the same person who was beating Cash Dolls ass. Cash Dolls, some other rap girl. I don't really, oh, I don't, yeah. really, I know I don't really follow is. all of them. And that's just one of the few that I don't follow." Um, and then she retweeted with quote and said, "Why do y'all keep saying this? This is not true. Mm. This didn't happen." So they're they're spreading lies now about her partner, trying to be like, "Well, you know, she likes an abuser." You know, and I'm just like, what? And they may not even believe it themselves, but right. they post it. And I also happen to believe, and this is probably a high thought. I really think that Tory Lanez or somebody on his team are hiring people to spread misinformation. This is the same kind of thing. Absolutely. That Nicki Minaj's barbs and all that was it. Lil Nas X or Johnny Depp was doing when he was in on in that trial yeah. with Amber Heard. You know, this is the thing. They used to be called tweet deckers. Lil Nas X was a tweet decker at some at one point. Mm. Um, early, early before before Old Town Known and everything else. Mm -hmm. So he was a barb. He was a barb. Um, he seemed to have distanced himself from his barb days, which was probably smart. But For like the yeah, best. this is the thing. Like and I because really early barbs. God, vicious. I was um, like, I remember one of them showed up at my mentions. I was like, child, don't you gotta do some homework or something? Get out my fucking mentions. Because <laughs> I know you asked your mom gonna fuck you up if you don't go to bed soon. <laughs> go blow up your bed. <laughs> Set your palate up and go to sleep, loser. <laughs> Work on getting a fucking bed frame, loser. <laughs> oh, about a fitted sheet, bro. <laughs> That's been washed in the last six months. Ooh, we you know your year. whole, you know that pillowcase is full of dust mites. Bitch, go wash it, filth. Stop. <laughs> dust mites is like, nyang, 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 nyang. <laughs> I guess I'd be mad too. Yeah. I would be too if I was sleeping on the floor on a pile of fucking comforters. Please, what? <laughs> <laughs> but those are the people doing all this big chat. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you have other priorities that you should have outside of going up for this little unwashed man who is too short to box with God or anyone else, which is why he was shooting. You know, I, I just got to say this. Um, I really, you know, Tory Lanez is a terrible person and like off, like, like objectively terrible. And like, I think it's easy to like, to like make like LOL short jokes, right? But I'm like, before you even get to his height, which I don't think is necessarily a crime, there's so many ways to call his it behavior and his mind small <laughs> before you even get to the height thing. Only because like, I also realize how we associate like poor behavior with height. And it's like, no, there's lots of six feet dudes beating women's of ass. Course. Like, you know, of course, of course. I think it, I like it's just, that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, it's low hanging fruit. If I don't feel like being imaginative, I could go for his hairline. I could go for his yuck mouth. I could go for the fact that I didn't know who this nigga was. I never heard of this nigga. I couldn't point him out. I saw that nigga's face for like the first time this week. I was like, I didn't know he was so unfortunate. I kept mistaking him for Bryson Tiller because they make the same. Bryson Tiller is kind of good looking, isn't he? Bryson Tiller is kind of good looking, but also like Bryson Tiller makes the similar kind of fuckboy R and B. You know, I don't know what Bryson Tiller looks like. I know it only because of that wild nights, wild, wild thoughts thing. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like. I mean, I I've heard I've heard his. I'm like I'm familiar with who he is, you know, musically, but I don't think I know, or maybe I saw it and I just didn't notice who it was. It just didn't. Oh. I was obsessed with his song Don't for a long time. Here's the really? thing. I do like a lot of the new R&B shit because I like the moody kind of like... Oh, you like vibes. I like vibes sometimes, okay? Fair. Um, I kind of know what the kids are listening to, okay? I gotta stop. I don't have school. to. I'm washed. I'm but okay he had it. a song called Don't that I liked. Yeah, um, I remember it was that whole... Uh, the Kind of like the king of the complaint music. You know, music for people who like cocaine and strippers. Stuff like that. <laughs> But I mean, okay, I don't like cocaine, but I mean, strippers are cool. <laughs> well, yes, they usually go, you know, for a certain type of person. <laughs> go hand in hand. You know, the kind of people who think that strippers are nice to them because they like them. Mm-hmm. And it's not a business situation. Or they think that they could date them. <laughs> Which you can. You absolutely can. But, but don't assume. Even... She but don't, you, don't assume that it's a thing that's on the table just because you're so way beneath her like she's like not a chance. it's like drake a very unserious man who cannot <laughs> be taken seriously at all with his stupid necklace with a forty-five thousand diamonds on it for every bitch he thought about you ain't think about it you knew she was gonna say no because nobody wants to bring you home <laughs> like no one no one you are for casting back into the ocean you are not serious. You do not take that home to your people. You don't bring him around your girls. He is a nonsense person who is not to be taken seriously. Yeah, you, you, you fuck him for food and Birkins. <laughs> and maybe Birkin, some great shoes. He to be the kind of man who, and I think at least we've talked about this before, the kind of man who like doesn't really take the time to get to know a woman to see like what she likes and like what her, what her, her, idea of romantic or like mm-hmm. showing love is mm-hmm. and someone just told him that bitch is like Birkins uh-huh that's why he has and a he fucking closet full of clothes and Birkins for a bitch that right. doesn't exist because he thinks oh this is what women enjoy right 
And so then it's like, if a woman is not really interested in birthdays like that and she doesn't show appreciation, then somehow it's her fault for being ungrateful. You're going to be rapping about her for the next 10 years. Right. Meanwhile, she's a, she's a shoe girl. Right. And if you had just gotten to know her as an individual human being. Right. Then she might be a jewelry girl. Right. You don't know. Maybe she's a maybe she's a fancy coffee table girl. There, there are people who do that because they have a right. they want, you know. But right. you don't even want to talk to her as a human being, right? Yeah, you know? like at all. Like he, like his, he's so a. Uh, it's like all these retrograde niggas, right? Who women be shopping, you know, like corny. <laughs> but there's like you know a millennial version of that. There's a Gen Z version of that. Then there's the Gen X version of that who was watching the same fucking comic views as the rest of these niggas and you know it's the same kind of dude generationally where they don't think past oh she probably needs chocolate she's on the rag you know what i'm saying it's like and then (laughs) and then if she's not appreciative of the grand gesture is bitches be crazy exactly You can't get these bitches nothing. They don't appreciate <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck off, bro. <laughs> Another thing that grinds my gears, like beyond, so like the counterpart to like the men who all they do is complain about the women who don't want them all day, right? Mm-hmm. The women who spend so much time saying they hate men, fuck these niggas, all this shit, talking about men all day. All day. Right? Women want to turn around and act like they this is the 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 Venn diagram of women who talk about how much they hate men all day and the women who haven't gone on a date since Obama was president the first time. That Venn diagram is a circle, baby. (laughs) Because you decide to go back and forth when they got every first date. That's why you're not getting your call back, baby. And then those be the same girls. I can't, I don't trust females. I got male friends. Pick a side. It's like, honey, pick a struggle because you don't have no homies to pull you together. You don't have a solid group text, which is why you're on the internet all day wilding because you don't got a big homie to tell you, bitch, put your fucking phone down. Enough already. You don't have that. Because you don't have no real friendships. You you too busy like, I'm a guy's girl. Why the fuck would you want to be that? <laughs> I, I would ne- not. Not please. in the way they mean. Yeah. No, not like that. Get out of my face. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that grinds my gears is people who are completely disingenuous. Like and the fact that they're the the weakest link in the thing like Mm -hmm. they come in saying the most nonsensical bullshit with a full chest and when you go when you connect the dots on all of the places that they are lacking like about black women and about relationships and about you know even like it's all like again there's a venn diagram Mm -hmm. it's the same niggas there's a dudes who don't think they're amongst the ashy ashy they might not be physically ashy, but they're ashy in thought and deed. <clears throat> then there's the cats who were just, you know, set up on the pallet in the in the basement or set up in the in the Russian troll farm, just feeding these terrible fucking narratives, like this whole thing around Megan. And it's like you see it, and like there's women doing it, 
there's dudes doing it because some of those are real and some of those are just straight up fucking bots because i feel like if you look at some of those that account just opened you know what i'm saying so people somebody is spending money to feed the dissension so it might start off with like the little drop in the bucket for 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 the the munchkin boy i'm gonna make short jokes for this whole fucking thing that's what i'm gonna do because i don't like him and you know i don't care if somebody if i don't like somebody gork your loins anyway (laughs) i don't have anything good to say about that nigga but like he might have started the ball rolling but because there's a lot of external entities the russians who like it when we go back and forth on some bullshit and they they trot out the 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 white supremacists they draw out all the fake blacks who say stupid shit but you know ai is probably helping them get the language right now too sort of because you know it's always a tweak. You always can tell. Like, that ain't no real person. <laughs> but all of them together in one big fat circle are together doing the same fucking shit. I don't even know where I'm going anymore. I started talking and I've lost my train of thought. It's fine. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> and I'm not even that high, which is annoying. So thing that grinds my gears it's a collection of things this is what grinds my gears bartender edition Mm. Ah. first one this is a small one but this is going to help anyone that goes to a bar any kind of bar this is going to help y'all out do not walk up to the bartender and just cold say what's good or what's the best drink here just don't Don't, and this applies to restaurants as well. I need you to ask the detailed question, sirs and ma'ams and days. Say, what's your best sweet drink? What's mm-hmm. your best boozy alcohol, you know, boozy drink? Or what's your best sour drink? Or what's your best dark beer? You know, add a detail because otherwise, if 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 you come and ask me what's my favorite and what you usually drink is, you know, apple martinis and stuff like that, then my favorite is not going to help you, ma'am, mm-hmm. because none of mine are in that group except a margarita. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody going to ask for a suggestion to have drink that. Everybody knows what that tastes like. So, right. <clears throat> so that's the first one. Ask a little more detail in your question. Then you sense. just. Yeah, that makes you, sense. Yeah. And at a restaurant, too. Because don't have somebody say, what's, what do you love here? And they name four pork things. And you could have led with, what non-pork things do you have? Or what um, what's your best veg- vegetarian dish? Or something like, something to that nature. Something that wastes a lot less of their time. <clears throat> yeah. Because then you still have to go back and ask those questions. So just lead with it. It's it's fine. I promise. I will I mean, love I, you for I it. usually do. Like, I'm like, what is your favorite drink on this menu? But I always lead with. I don't, I don't particularly like this. I don't care for honey. I don't want a floating egg in it. I don't want, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, what do you suggest outside of those things that I've told you that I don't like? I'll sometimes ask the waiter to help me decide or if I'm deciding against, between two of them because it's two things I know I like. Right. So I'm like, okay, which one of these is, you know, which one of these is popping? I remember one time I uh, was with, um, a friend of mine and we went to this like spot down by the waterfall out here and they had like a baked mac and cheese on the menu and our waiter was also two black women 
the other woman is she's almost from Nigeria, but she was raised in in, uh, in the Atlanta area. And so she so we had a black waiter. He comes over and she says, "Listen, the the mac and cheese is it like is is it does it slap or not?" And she knew exactly what she meant. <laughs> so she said, "Well, it's not going to be like your grandma's." If that's that, she's like, "You're probably asking that if it's not going to be like mama them's, but it's it's passable." <laughs> it's like we were talking in code almost but like right 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 yeah. and i i appreciate it too like i had i've had wait staff go i wouldn't suggest that one i would go with <laughs> and i usually go well i'll take what you take because uh y'all ain't gonna poison me <laughs> well, say, oh, yeah such, such is not great you're gonna want to get this thing i'm like damn <laughs> say less yeah. i appreciate that honesty Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if when people lead with details, you 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 I'll probably end up making you something bomb that's not on that menu at the bar. If you come in like, what's something like sour, but with 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 whatever liquor? And then I'll be like, oh girl, you gotta or I like jam, but I'm not trying to go too hard. You then I'm gonna be the one if you never had a fruit 75, like, oh, then you should have a fruit 75. That's a little more chill. You'll still get your gin taste, but you know, it's basically, you know, a glass of champagne. And and you might not know that. That's not on the menu. And right. but you just led with one or two details and now you're gonna get like an amazing experience without in in two, in one to two minutes instead of six minutes of gack and forth and nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I that's... have a <clears throat> professional edition of what grinds my gears as well. <laughs> This is what grinds my gears, recruiter edition. Um, learn how the thing that you're posting to when you're posting up your resume works. Um, don't post your cover letter where the res- resume is supposed to go. Because one, oh, wow. I'm not reading that. Two, I know you don't know how to use technology. Three, I know you don't know how to follow directions. Also, if you're going to submit a cover letter, update that shit. Like, don't send me the letter for the gig that you applied to two weeks ago. At the very minimum, strip out all mentions of the other org that you're actually trying to get on at, as well as the position. Because more often than not, that position and the position that you're applying to with me never the two will meet they're not (laughs) even in the same fucking realm also also if you do not know how to use word get a youth to help you Mm -hmm. ask for help do not send me a long single spaced list that amounts to nothing no dates hardly any titles I'm going to delete that shit, breath. I'm not going to read that. I'm also not going to read your cover letter. If it's listen, if you send me a cover letter that got two pages, USOL, chow, because I'm not reading that. If your resume doesn't have good use of white space, some bullet points, some lines of demarcation somewhere, not a solid block of text that goes for four motherfucking pages. I'm telling you right now, I'm not reading that shit. I see hundreds, thousands of resumes. If it's a specific position, Mm -hmm. it could be the week. 
I've seen a thousand resumes. Please understand I'm looking for excuses to cut my fucking time short on this little endeavor. I will put your shit into the trash. Please and thank you. That's it. (laughs) Follow directions, people. Follow the fucking directions. Don't ask me what the motherfucking pay is when I lead with it. One, because legally you need to do that and you should have been doing it anyway. That's for the employers. And two, I want to make sure that you know not to waste my motherfucking time if you don't want this money. This money don't look good to you. It's whatever, whatever. Also, also, please refrain from writing a high-minded speech about how what I'm what we're offering for the position is not a living wage. I'm aware, but I'm not the guy who picks the, the money. I'm the guy who tries to find the people who will take the monies. It's also a possibility that you may be able to negotiate. Keep that energy for the negotiations. Do not do this on the outset and be like, well, this is not even a living wage. I say no to the position. How much time did you waste on that? How much of my time did you waste on this? Fuck off. Okay. Don't take the fucking job then. You could have just been quiet. It's I just need to get that out. <laughs> you know, I, now I will say this. I'm in a couple of like Google groups and stuff for people in my field or related, related fields. And what ends up happening is that someone posts um, a, a, a particularly low salary for like a senior level job or even right. a, even some of these, even some of these entry level jobs. Right. And there's, it generally starts a discussion around like, hey, um, this is an extremely low pay for this particular position. Sometimes, um, you know, they kind of get spicy and get a little defensive or start making excuses, but it's because we need to have like, there's a lot of, um, folks doing really great work who are getting, who are overworked and like way underpaid. I've been there before. Um, and so there does need to be wage transparency within the industry, however, comma, you know, going back and forth with the HR director is not going to help you. But it is not think- going to help you because your fucking thing will end up in my inbox somewhere else. And guess what I'm going to do? Delete, delete, delete. delete. <laughs> <laughs> like- you know, I really think about that a lot because I'm thinking that next year I may have to, or not have to, I may need to um, uh, um, hire, you know, someone to work with me part-time or full-time. Um, and so I think about those things a lot. Like, what are the things that are just going to be a no for your girl? You know, I think about that a lot. So, I mean, if you, if they lead with mad complaints, there's probably going to be some diva shit after as well. Like there's like red flags that you can see. (laughs) So they usually kind of give it away. Even in the interview, they kind of give it away where like there was one chick. I was like, oh, she ain't going to make it. Like, like, you know, it was undeniable. She was absolutely um qualified but when you get the vibe of the organization and the energy of the person who's applying i'd be like they're qualified but they're not gonna make it to the second round so i'm gonna put them through but they're not gonna make it now and sometimes it's not real obvious you know sometimes you don't realize the situation is is uh gonna be untenable until the first day (laughs) yeah yeah And that goes for the employer and the employee. Like there's cats who started gigging and go, I'm out of here. <laughs> and sometimes they actually are. They just straight up don't come back. 
I've seen that happen a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so my other bar pet peeve, do not walk away as soon as you order your drink. People do that? Stay unless Why you, you unless people, 30% of people do that. They oh. order it and then walk away and go do some shit. Or the only time it's, it's acceptable is if you, you realize you have to run to the bathroom and you say that. Mm-hmm. But people just, you turn your head for one second, they're gone. So I got to sit here and fucking watch this fucking drink. The ice is melting or the drink is getting warm or, you know, mm-hmm. it's other, it's crowded. So it's other people that are right mm-hmm. behind you. And it's, it's, it's very annoying. I don't even know if people realize they do it, but if you're listening right now, don't do that. I'm paranoid. I ain't walking away from my drink. That too. Like, I don't get that. I don't get it either. Mm. I'm not, mm. I'm not my brother's keeper. When it comes also, to my, drink. And also, my mama told me, like, you need to watch your drink at all times. All yeah. times. Like, yeah. I remember my, um, my mom used to tell me that, but before I went to college, one of my, one of my mentors had a really just like heart to heart with me. And one of the last things she told me was, you know, She's like, understand that if something happens to you, it is not your fault. However, comma, please watch your drink. Do not just let some man hand you a drink without you knowing what he put in it. And she was like, you know, just, I want you to just be aware, but know that if something happens to you, it was not your fault and it wasn't mine either. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. My, and that my, sucks that that's the kind of discussion you got to have. That we have to have. We talk about the talk we have with our kids about the police, but we don't often talk about that. Like the talk you have with your, you know, that auntie who also went to Howard or whatever, mm-hmm. like sitting you down. It's usually not the parent. It's usually some other person who sits, sits the girl down to say, okay, All the ways you got to watch your own back. All the ways you got to watch your own back. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I, and the the problem is they don't have these discussions with the dudes. Like they're gonna be crews of dudes or who are gonna want to do shit that is not above board, mm-hmm. especially when there's alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to be strong enough to say no, this is bullshit, and take yourself out of the situation and take whoever might be in danger out of the situation, situation. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. raise your son to be the kind of person who's going to be an an accomplice. Right. Right. You know, so anyway, I don't have any more things that by my dear. I'm in a good mood. I'm just tired. I'm not high enough and I'm kind of annoyed. Let's move on to thirst objects. <laughs> well, you already know where I'm going. <laughs> um, I clearly have a type. I didn't even made the connection that I have a type, but I definitely have a type. Um, tall, dark, burly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Slightly goofy. Yes. Slightly corny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm talking about Winston Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got West Indian corny, too. So, there's like a... He's hitting all of the... <laughs> Indian corny. <laughs> West Is that Indian a thing? corny. Oh, yes. What's, okay, what... Please tell me more about West Indian corny. What that looked like. West Indian corny is kind of like a guy who goes courting like they're really going courting and they're gonna be gallant and it's gonna be you're gonna laugh because it's so fucking corny (laughs) it might work but most of the time well for me it wasn't often that it worked at all did it work did it work with zine though 
Yes, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it works sometimes. It works sometimes. It can be very effective, but they're going to be gallant. They're going to be chivalrous. They're going to do the the whole milady. It's like, oh, my God. I thought that's what women want, though. I mean, it's cool. But, like, there's there's like a point where, like, it kind of twists into the corn level. And if and if, depending on the dude, it might just dry you completely up. You just no, this is this is the ick. I'm out. <laughs> hey, milady, <Hey>, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, kind of a goofy, like an active participant in goofiness, but sometimes not in a good way. And and it seems like that type probably is what creeps into the. I'm doing this because it's rope. I this is my idea of romance. Um, but you know, I don't know if she likes it or not, nor do I care. Right. I'm gonna just continue yeah. down this this little horn highway. <laughs> and like if it lands, it lands. If it doesn't, it's her fault. <laughs> Cause it's never yeah. my fault. Yeah. I guess it all comes down to the sincerity of it. Right. Like if they're earnest with it, you gotta, you know, it's like, all right. Okay, but if and, it's some it's bullshit, cute. yeah, it's cute. But if it's like some practice shit that they've used to get the draws tumbling down for years, and sometimes they've outgrown it and they still use the same shit that they were doing like in the '90s or in the '80s or whatever, like they they've become like the big big belly old man with the gold chains and the open shirt, still hollering at women who are twenties or whatever in the club. In the club. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's sad. Actually, it can be very sad to see. It's like, don't you have somebody's grandma to go home to? What are you, what are you doing? What, what, what's happening here? They're the guys that come in the bar and we have them too, that come in the bar always by themselves. They never have anyone with them and they just, they just kind of post up, mm-hmm. um, they don't have any regular people that they talk to in the talk to in the bar, but they come all the time. But they they have built no bond with any other regular. That's the guy, mm-hmm. and the age is a little bit off from from the median age mm-hmm. of, of said establishment. <laughs> it's always very interesting to watch those cats just kind of post up and wait to be acknowledged, or you there with your homegirls and they butt into your discussion. Oh. <laughs> Best. I hate a. We doing a positive night, ass sister. You. I hate them niggas. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate them. We coming from a place coming in on the end of the discussion. Don't know what we talk about. Yep. How you queens doing tonight? Oh Oh, Yo man, let y'all out tonight. (laughs) Looking all good. Like, so sorry. I love, but honestly, my favorite one is when you're all out with your, your everybody's looking fly or whatever, and the dude that comes up and says, "Damn, all y'all fine." I love it. <laughs> also works well when it's a stuck lesbian. Interesting. Interesting. All y'all fine. I, that's just you know, you don't have to put too much on it. Just just keep it simple. Right. I mean, and also we know. <laughs> Thank also you we know. <laughs> for pointing out the obvious. Good looking out. How you beautiful ladies doing tonight? I just oh, it's so good to see beautiful black women out join themselves. Oh yeah, it was like somebody uncle. That shit is it. That is amusing. It's the young dudes who come from like a source of like aggro shit where they come up like, "How oh, sisters doing tonight?" I'm like, "Oh no, 
no, because he's coming out to debate. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to have a conversation for real. He wants to get into a debate and let you know why everything he's saying is right. You feminists is the problem with this country. <laughs> if I was your husband, I wouldn't. I'm like, good thing you're not. <laughs> well, good for me as well. <laughs> no, thank you. But going back to thirst objects, we've always, always veer off into the other things here. Mostly Max, especially when she's high, which she's not really annoying. Um, thirst objects. What is your what is your current thirst object? Is there a new thirst object? I think I do have a new thirst object now, and it's back. It's Black Panther related, of course. Do I have a new thirst object? I don't know if I do. I usually, mine are pretty consistent. You know, across the board, it's consistent. Um, I don't know if I have a new one. Other than Jonathan Majors, can we talk about him for a minute? Oh my goodness, yes we can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. People like want to laugh and be like, LOL, he has a civil rights face. Let me tell you something. Something to be said for that. Yeah. Also, ancestors, our ancestors, just saying that he looks like our ancestors, but if you don't think that your ancestors are beautiful, then that's that's a you problem. It ain't a me problem. Our ancestors were beautiful, classically handsome. So I don't understand. I don't get it. Why is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing because we have issues with, with Black features, but I don't Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah. He's just you know how folks are about, you know, a nose that's any semblance to a bell pepper. Then all of a sudden he looks slavey or just like, okay, and so my great great grandfather's slave, so I'm sure he was handsome as well. Correct. <laughs> it's, the, it's them African features, boy. You see that shit? Everybody got something negative to say. But I was like, he could bench press me probably. So good oh, luck, he fucks. Can. He was in men's health. He he went in men's health and he said that he could he can bench press 275. I was like, oh, oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> My morning. favorite thing, again with the haters, again though, for the people who want to yuck a black ladies young, we're gonna not gonna have this whole discussion about Jonathan Majors because you know all that footage came out of him and Creed looking like a goddamn bronze statue of muscle, and you know the the usual suspects come bopping out. Y'all like something? Well, here I'll make you hate it. He likes what women? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about her. I don't care about none of that shit. Look at that man's body. <laughs> I don't care. The <laughs> shit. That man looks like a bronze statue come to life. You can go be mad in the corner. I'm going to be ogling his body. Thank you. <laughs> Please and thank y'all. This deep. I think my new thirst object is um, Aqua Poppy from um, Black Panther 2. Um, oh, I, yes. He's lovely. Tino Huerta? Uh, yeah. He's yeah. I wasn't going to try to pronounce his name. I knew I was going to fudge it. But he is lovely. Like, I enjoy him. I enjoy looking at him. I enjoy him in a suit. I enjoy him dancing with Lupita all over the internet. Yes, it's so cute. I love it. I kind of I ship that. I'm shipping that. Oh, I'm absolutely shipping that. Because she's just short enough. 
to make it work. <laughs> it do what it do. Yeah, he's gorgeous right. and like smart. Yeah, very smart. Like, like he'd be airing it out, boy. I'd be he like, low translate. Me of some of like the Latino men that I went to school with, like mm. you know, like they just like they're very smart, like well spoken. Definitely like escape some hard shit, but like don't take no, you know, and you know they don't they don't have no tolerance. They don't tolerate that bullshit, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's my new thirst object, Elise. <clears throat> Do you have any new thirst objects? I don't know that I have any new one. They're pretty much the same, like Yaya and like, uh, yeah, they haven't, they, and, and Jonathan and they haven't really shifted. They've been, they've been holding it, holding it down. Yeah. Like I was watching the Best Man um, limited series um, before we started. And I will say Morris is just as fine as he was in 91 just when I, if just not, if not if not more finer, he just, like how how his ass looked like that over 50 man that ass they were giving me yeeks too Damn. this is great <laughs> have you okay Can I so get to the yams okay <laughs> so like okay i know morris chestnut is a sigma blah 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 so stevenson in your Zeta Travails. I have not. Haven't? No, never have. have I know Soros who have, but I have not been amongst the blessed in that way. Have you ever had a Blair Underwood moment? I could have, but I was pledging. <laughs> okay. I he was to. up at a college nearby. He, he was their, their keynote speaker. Oh. And I think it was Soros, actually who sponsored that event and i remember dying a slow death because one oh, i was no. not a zeta at the time and i was working on it at the time so oh, i yeah. could right. not go and it was right there in queens i'd have jumped in a cab a bitch would have been at st john's in a heartbeat down front to slobber all over myself to be in the same oxygen as that beautiful man since 85 bro I've been about that since 85 before I was even old enough to know what beautiful fineness was. I was with it. I saw him in crush groove and that's all I needed. <laughs> been the same since then. That dude has had my attention for almost 40 years. Wow. <laughs> and he's still fine. At CBC week a couple years ago. And he was like speaking on a panel that that the um, the local like Zetas had um had uh, uh had hosted for you know one of the panels the CBC panels, and when I tell you he is the sexiest, most the most sexiest most charming man I have I have, like human being period who yeah. I have ever had the pleasure of being in the same room with like Whoa. he smells like sandalwood and good credit and he gave me a hug. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I have never met him, I, but I know your cousins was cutting up when I took oh. when I took Zine to see uh, Soldiers play when he was the lead, one of the leads, and man, he came out on one part of that damn thing. I forgot who I was at the show with, and he had his shirt open, and y'all cousins went the fuck off for at least fifteen minutes. He had to close this shit up, <laughs> get the fucking lines out. Is the yo? I was like, God damn. Oops, sorry. Because <laughs> I am sitting there with my husband watching this. I was like, God damn. And then everybody went 
fucking nuts. These two aunties next to me were like, yeah, for at least a, a, a sustained yell for at least minimum of 10 minutes. Hilarious. Still freaking fine as all outdoors. Like that was the one. I mean, I don't really go up like that for interracial affairs, especially on my entertainment or whatever. But I was cheering for Miranda when she had that. I was like, you threw well, that over for mm-hmm. Steve. I mean, Steve ultimately deserved way better. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much better. So much better. Justice for Steve. But I was like, (laughs) you tossed that. Yeah. A fine-ass black doctor (laughs) for Steve. (laughs) NBA doctor. Ooh, yes. He was an NBA doctor. That's right. A sports doctor, B. A sports doctor. He was going to be forever. And that means Miranda could go to games because remember Miranda loves sports. She loved Knicks. Yeah, she, she loved the Knicks. So oh my like, make it make sense, girl. It don't make no sense. That's not real. That's not what would happen. No. That's not what would happen. Would not happen. Be like, I, it's over. Come <laughs> on with this guy. Are you nuts? <laughs> oh my God. And she she got jealous because of that that bridge and tunnel girl he was dating. Oh. She's the worst person. She's. I hate what they did to her with that that uh, new show. I hate what they turned her into. But it yeah. also tracks though, because ultimately everybody, ooh, they're cool and they're with it and they know stuff, and then they get old and washed and rich and lazy and they fucking fumble it all, like all that goodwill that they built up because they were the ones that got it, you know. And then it turns out they don't got it at all <laughs> so mm. it makes sense that uh miranda would morph into a whatever the fuck she morphed into <laughs> yeah i i think they made her but what bugs me is that, like they just made her too mean and too unlovable yeah she was you know she was a curmudgeon but she was i don't but there was still a good heart in there yeah she's coming from a good place she was just malicious and mean. Yeah, and, before and she wasn't thoughtless. malicious. That's what she it wasn't was. malicious. She, just, she might she have was been like annoyed with the world. Yeah, she might have been thoughtless, but she wasn't cruel. I think a lot right. of what she did was just fucking. That's cruel. the word. Yeah, like even so. even though what's a nuts deserved it because all of the years of bullshit that they put up with from fucking Carrie, but she shouldn't have had to piss her bed because um, Miss Miranda was getting her thing off in the in the kitchen. <laughs> Like she shouldn't have uh, had to change her sheets or whatever she ended up having to do. That's she didn't deserve yeah, that. Carrie did the most with that, but at the same time, like you see your best friend basically cheating on their husband with somebody in your own kitchen, like you're liable to do and say anything. Facts. You know yeah, agreed. That's so, facts. Yeah. Did she ever try to gather her over that shit? Not really. Not about the cheating part, but her pissing the bed part. That, which is what you would be angry about, besides. But interesting. Yeah, she. They just made her this cruel, kind of vacant, like an empty vessel, who's running down to this black professor to to do get her to do labor for her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's that's pretty much them trying to play catch up in all the ways that they shit the bed in the original show. So it felt to me like they were checking off a list. Ah, they, them. We said it. 
Uh, not, 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 what is it called? Not, non, whatever. Chick? You know what I mean? It mm. felt like they were trying to, oh, smart black lady has a husband. You know what I mean? It felt like they were trying to, to, to like check a list of things that they fumbled on in the other show to like mm-hmm. make up for lost time, but it looked like what it was. Yeah. I think we're, we're done with thirst objects. Do we have any other thirsty things that we want to say? Mm-hmm. No, I don't even have any like new like women or femme crushes anymore. They're pretty, they're still pretty constant. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody knows. Most of my crushes up. are vintage. Yeah, mine too. Do we want to talk about vintage crushes? We can do that. Yes. I've covered at least two of mine so far. <laughs> well, two of mine. I, I, I know this is a recording, but behind me, D'Angelo and Maxwell forever for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if there was the edge, that I gave the edge to Maxwell because let me tell you about 96, 97 Maxwell. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nobody else for me. Nobody. Yes. I've made nope. friends for life behind that love of Maxwell. <laughs> yes. But uh, Maxwell in person, just chilling in a tracksuit, that's actually the tip top of Maxwell. Because he, <laughs> wow. he, was, he was just so pretty up close. He's so mm. pretty. Oh. Yeah. And I have yeah. a picture commemorated forever. He just looks so good. Mm. <laughs> yes. And for mm. the three people that haven't heard, Maxwell took his my phone out of my hands and he took the selfie. And if you look at the selfie, you see, you can see my arms are down. <laughs> In case you were not informed. <laughs> One of my vintage crushes was actually Tupac because when I was young, like 11, 12, he was like one of the most beautiful men I'd ever seen. Like I'd never seen a man who looked like that, like striking mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't my first like crush on a man. I think my first crush on a man was Tevin Campbell, but I was so young and he was, you know. That was, was mine too. I feel like for- Tevin, for, Tevin uh, and New Edition. Well, New Edition. That is the, the cross, the generational cross up right there. Because <laughs> let me tell you how Ralph Tresvant and Ronnie DeVoe in his lack of brows that I did not notice, I still don't care, could get it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but it, they could get. It was him and Ronnie all day. And that's why <laughs> it hurt a little to, to see him on a Real Housewives of Atlanta being this retrograde ass fake progressive eyebrowless well he was always a cornball but an old cornball at this point mansplain performance to candy burris of all of all people you know sir you ain't even one of the singers in the group quiet you're the ringo star of this thing let's keep it a buck yeah you and mike split ringo star duties in this group (gasps) mike bivens guys come on well that's true though my yes, thing, I haven't. Never mind. I don't want to go go into that. Mm. But no, I just yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know why. I know why they're still touring, but why are they still touring? Who because I it? haven't seen them yet. They could stop when I see them. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen them one I, time, and I needed to see them again. Oh, I've seen them six. It's it's serious, but uh, 
I, I hate that they weren't able to make money from New Edition until they were good and grown. Yeah, I yeah. hate that for them. I hate that too. Um, and, and again, it was still missed opportunities because they couldn't get it together. They had like a, a window of goodwill after that movie came out that they could have ran the table before the the pandemic shut everything down. They would have ran the table for at least a good two years after that movie came out and they fumbled it again. Yeah. But they, um, yeah, they didn't even make, they didn't make any money off of their albums until, till, till they did that album with Puff of all people. Real? That One Love. or That was a one fucking love. terrible album. It was bad, yeah. bad. There was only what, like one or two, no, one, just the one song. That you know, the thing only... was a coaster for like glasses. It is a bad album. You know, I... the only reason I own it on vinyl, because it was in a dollar bin. Damn. Yeah, that's where it belonged. I bought the CD when it came out. I, where you had to manually go to places where you could still do that kind of thing. I think I went to go get it. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I think by then you could have just gotten it off of iTunes back then. Yeah. But I think I very much uh, either, I, did I go get it or did I order it? I probably ordered it. Yeah, it was garbage laden. And and it's a shame because Home Again was a very good album. And then yeah. to go to that, it's just like, ugh. It was a steep drop in quality. Yeah. But I, but I also didn't expect a lot because Puff honestly yeah 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 i knew there was gonna be some bullshit with the money and i knew it was gonna be like songs that just not well this was the this was the first time it wasn't nothing funny with the money because that was the first time they ever made money off their records which is crazy (laughs) and it's a bad record and with puff of all people go figure Mm -hmm. wow wow yeah so trying to think of other vintage crushes i don't think I think they've been covered. I can't call Janet Jackson a vintage crush because Janet Jackson right now is the moment. Yes. Janet Jackson right now can get it, so I don't consider her vintage. She's a forever crush at this point. It's the smile, man. It looks like safety, but it's danger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, you in danger, girl. (laughs) You're like, oh, she looks so wholesome. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Kind of like Lauren. Ooh. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Wow. The the siren. (laughs) I'm really not, though. Yeah, you know. Kind of hoes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're talking about... um, the, probably like the meeting place for thirst and talent <laughs> Duran Bernard oh yes oh Jesus Duran Christ on a cracker Woo! that was quite a segue I was, good job Max that was You're great You're um, yeah he's he's really something Like he is something I don't think I can't say there's never been an artist like him because in some ways he is like the heir to Sylvester. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so it's very hard for me to say that there's never been one, but I can say that I think that when he becomes an ancestor, we're going to say that there was nobody else like Duran Bernard. Facts. We have not seen the full 
scope of his talent. He's not done yet. He's literally just getting started. Like when I saw him in, was it June, July? Maybe it was July. He was talking about that he has a bunch of like, you know, stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be doing coming up in the, in, that's that's on decky like he's trying to do a rock album he's trying to you know he's he's trying to i think he said something like i think this was before this album came out he was like this one is kind of like the pure like r&b me just doing it album but he had like i i can see him running through genres and fucking everything up because, I mean, he even has his little acting cred, you know. He was hilarious on fucking um, the Black Lady sketch show in his sketch. He was yeah. really funny. He's just he, so... Everything. Y'all like guns? <laughs> <laughs> He's everything. Um, he that so album, Wanderlust is a great album. His self-titled is, is like, phenomenal. But mm-hmm. I found that, like, the Wanderlust album, I mean, not, neither one of them have skips to me. Mm. but the Wanderlust album is so well curated because it's a literal time capsule I think Elise told me that it, it sounds like a an, an, an 80s R&B fever dream but like uh-huh. in a good way yeah which is what I mean I knew what he was coming with when I heard a little bit because he does love to give you a period reference in a song like mm-hmm. the song itself is the is the reference and a little bit was giving me all of that good R&B where it was like, it might not have gone all the way to the top, but when you hear it, it brings back a good memory. Mm-hmm. And it, and a little bit kind of does that for me because it's just, you know, the synths and like, you know, yeah. when everybody was using, was a programming shit and you didn't mm-hmm. use bands as much anymore. Yeah. It gave a lot of that, but he also has a band in there. But you hear the synths, you hear the 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 snares you hear all of that and it all kind of gives me like a good like r&b memory of a song that might not have been like you know it would it would hit the list you know how i always used to like to look at the i fuck billboard it was about the the music list the top 20 songs list in the back of jet magazine that was my billboard so usually i disagreed with what was number one but like (laughs) That gives me a song that would show up on that, but might not go into the top 100. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's an iconic bop that you remember. Kind of yeah. like, you know, like Who Do You Love or or anything. I mean, can't really put it on that level, but like anything that Roger was doing because all of like the the technological mm. stuff that yeah. he was doing yeah. around. Like, the I want to be your man type. Right, yeah. exactly. Like all of that kind of sound. It was giving me that. I love I love mm. it. That's a solid, well done album. You know something I think Duran could do, or what I would enjoy seeing, like some sort of theater or musical type situation. Oh, he's a, I he's love that also man. a theater kid. He's, he's going to do. He's a theater kid, and I. He said, "Well, you know, I'm a theater kid." I was like, "It it it shows." <laughs> he started cracking up, but yeah, he, that would be out of this world. He's out just so world. naturally dramatic, anyway. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite type of person. I it love shows. a spectacle. Yes. It, I, I love a spectacle. Give me some nonsense. Talented nonsense, though. Which yes. is the reason why I like Gaga as much as I do. Oh, I love um, Gaga. She is nonsense. But she's some fucking talented-ass nonsense. You know what I mean? I have a friend who refers to herself as whimsical yet, ser- yet dead serious. That's Gaga. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She, she walks that line really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people who are trying. She never gave me trying because she's a, she's a, she's an NYU theater kid. So mm-hmm. like she was going to make a spectacle happen. So when she showed up in like her meat dresses and dripping <laughs> in blood, looking like a tampon on an award <laughs> show, you know, she's gonna, she's sorry, going, I completely forgot about that shit. And then like, because it's such a wild moment when you said meat dress like literally in my mind that that cloud high but that also like shit that happened it's a thing it's a thing (laughs) (laughs) this actually happened in front of my face in front of my salad (laughs) (laughs) oh shit do i want to tell this story no that's gonna have to wait till afterwards i can't okay fuck this one so a long time ago in a galaxy far away neil and i used to have these little like nice little dinner parties for like the couples and stuff we knew like you know we were young we were like two years into our like marriage and we were trying to make new couple friends um and we had like a dinner party and there was one couple like the the husband was really cool but the wife and i was just kind of we just there was friction between the wife and i right already and right away, like this couple is one of those couples that like, they were always kind of at odds, but you can tell they probably are together because shit be popping off in the bedroom. Anyway, I figured, but they were like doing these thinly veiled insults, like all night with each other. It was very clear that like, they was probably fighting before they got, got to the party. And that shit was okay. foreplay for later. We're playing a game, you know, um, what we drinking? We were drinking wine. We're playing a game. I think it was taboo or something. And then I kind of, out of the corner of my eye, this woman has her fucking hand down her husband's pants under the table. She think I can, she think nobody can see that shit. Wow. Or maybe yes. she could, and that was part of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I, my mind went there in front of my salad. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. What? My actual salad. My, my entire salad. salad. I worked hard on that salad. <laughs> like, and you know Shop me, I everything had, evenly. I, this dinner was fancy. Okay, I had the I had the nice plates out. I it was it was definitely a two three course situation. I wouldn't expect anything. Hey, else. hey Maxine, yes. can you believe that Lauren was being fancy? Isn't that preposterous? <laughs> Who could have thunk it? <laughs> We, we love it though. <laughs> Absolutely. I go up for it crazy high, but I expect it. <laughs> and, and we get to experience it too. So it's even. And like, I don't want to call it out because I don't want the party to turn into a different kind of party because I wasn't with that. <laughs> not, not, no, not like that. So I was like, no, this is not the time or the place. And also, like, I didn't. <laughs> because i didn't want to be gaslit i knew that if this bitch lied to me at my dinner table in my home you were gonna go to fuck off (laughs) you lied to me please elise no that song i did that just for maxine i hate your guts for that please no i I hate hate it it. i I hate it too i hate that song so much (laughs) oh god and i'm so angry that it's gotten popular that shit was in a commercial what is the worst song return of the mac this is how we do it yes <laughs> that was gonna be the, the... <laughs> return wow. of the Mac. 
hands the fuck down. This is how we do it. It's bad. People do hate that song, but I don't. I, I still like it. It reminds but, me of but, childhood. Return of the Mac and go to hell. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because see, but this is how we do it. I liked it then. Oh, no, that was my fucking song. It's just... That was everybody's song. <laughs> it, it just... No, no. I, I'm not one of those people say, I never liked it. No, no, no. I No. I was very much into this is how we do it. But I was a big Montel Jordan fan. So, because yeah. he actually had good albums. His music doesn't sound like this is how we do it, mostly. That's true. Um, That's probably the weakest song in his whole fucking whole catalog. Catalog. Yeah, it's like like he can really sing and he had like great songs because he's done songs for other people. Mm. He writes and produces. So for big, big songs. So yeah, I was gonna ask. He wrote that, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, he's definitely a youth pastor now. He is. But he'll still cash out though. Oh yeah, he's still cashing out, but he's a youth pastor. What about pastor? that ting ting ting? I know somebody who went to a Pepperdine with him with him around the same time. Mm-hmm. He had a, a unsung that was interesting. He was old. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh, Cheater McCheaterson. Of course, from he's Cheaterville. A, he is a kappa, a six foot five kappa. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen, beloved? Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> a six foot five kappa that sings. Sings, sings, and don't look bad. He's not ugly, and he still looks good. Yeah, he aged. He aged well. He he did. He did. Of course, there was gonna be ho shit. (laughs) Of course, there was gonna be ho shit. The inevitability of ho shit. To the moon, baby. In this essay, I will (laughs) (laughs) tweet one of a hundred and six. (laughs) <laughs> listen when i see that little slash and, I, and there's a number y'all go to hell i'm not reading when I all see that. that yeah when i see that thread emoji it's triggering if it's Cause, a cause sometimes it's help it's, you know sometimes it's good yeah. and it's it's helpful and useful and then other times it's just why did you do this why did you waste your time and uh, now mine apparently on the this worst ones are like alarmist bullshit that doesn't have any like cited claims in them yeah like those i don't enjoy like it's just a bunch of just like hysteria for hysteria's sake hysteria for hysteria's sake girl take a chill pill please hey get some weed get high like me like hey hey smoke weed every day yeah i mean look like let's get music or like some other shit that i enjoy like it's yeah, I could do anything else but sit around with, with your hysteria on the motherfucking interwebs. <laughs> it's like, I don't need it. I don't. I don't want I don't it. Need it. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm trying not to cough. <laughs> well, I'm... Wow. Oh, yeah. Y'all, it's, listeners, it's y'all miss Maxine has been doing all types of interpretive dances and um, yeah. this. <clears throat> Yeah. There's a reason why this is always going to be audio. Modern dance. <laughs> Maybe she can be in Duran's musical. <laughs> I'm definitely going to see that shit. I mean, it would be a mess. I'm going to meet and greet and everything. <laughs> I highly suggest the meet and greet if you go see him in concert. It's a good yeah, time. Yeah, I got to see if they're going to have one at the Howard Theater. But like... <clears throat> I didn't get a ticket for this one though. I'm not gonna go to this one. I'm too old for general admissions. I I have to sit down somewhere. 
I don't know if I can do it. I didn't know that the the, the secret ones were going to sell out so fast. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah, um, I feel like all the old wash people got to those. No, they didn't. The youths, those are the folks who are okay with standing up. Because let me tell you how I was in terrible shape. I think I stood up for over five hours between, because I got the meet and greet with the mic, you know, sound check as well. So I was standing down there for that. Then I was standing around outside. Then I was standing around inside, but I did get a seat because it was like a little restaurant type of a thing. That in the, And he was like in the area where they had all the tables and shit to do the meet and greet. And he is a delight. He really is a fucking delight. Like I enjoy him as a musician and as a person. He's a fun time. And I was living for his club uh, renaissance Vogue Downs and Duck Walks yeah. at yeah. that function. Uh, I was like, y'all just doing dance parties? I still would have wanted to go. <laughs> I still want to go somewhere and dance around to that album. I still haven't gotten to do it. I just want to go out and dance. I'm, uh, I just want to dance. I can't remember the last time I did. I mean, you know, at the, bar- the birthday party I was at, that was a good time. We did do some dancing. But like, a house party, which was fun as fuck. Shout out to Michelle. Um, I went to dance this summer. I went out to dance this summer. That was cool. Nice. I wanted to, but there was like nothing that I wanted to go to. And a lot of things were inside. Mm-hmm. Like there's this um, bunch of DJs that I like that do, you know, they used to do like a house thing in a park in Fort Green Park, uh, Soul Summit. So mm-hmm. all the DJs from that are fucking stellar, stellar fucking house. And I've been wanting to do some house fucking shit because that's a fucking cardio workout. Man. And it's so much fun. You know, it's like. That's really fun. Like, you know, when that beat hits just the right way and people just kind of like flail around like they have the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Yeah. When the music just takes over. Yeah. Like the, uh, the abandon. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to a party like that in so long. I did go to like this outdoor thing during Labor Day weekend. I think I went to the last warm weekend we had. I also went out and kind of danced a bit too. But the yeah. one there, um, I got into a body roll competition with this uncle. So we're on both sides of this little picnic table. Just sitting there. Cause cause um what's what that song? Saturday Love came on. Oh oh yeah, that's the body roll uh anthem. Yeah. Absolutely. If you don't do your best soul train dancer body roll to that, you're a corpse. No. You're not alive. Nope. Zombie. <laughs> Do not eat my brains. Thank you. Need those. I actually use those. <laughs> oh, but I miss such I miss such miss such a specific time period in DC as far as it came to dancing and DJs. Oh mm. like I just got my whole life regularly. People's like, you always go to DC. Why you always go to DC? Because I live here. That's why. And and one thing about Durham, there's nowhere to go dance. Like it's pop-ups and parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, you know, no place where you know there's going to be dancing there every time. Yeah. It's not a regular occurrence. It's people's biggest gripe, young people's biggest gripe about here. You have to go to Raleigh to do that. Mm -hmm. And everybody in Durham hates Raleigh, so that they're not going to Raleigh. Why does everyone in Durham hate Raleigh? 
it's a totally different for one it's very white um oh, and, and it, oh yeah D- durham is like the chalk is the chocolate city of north carolina oh this is where the blicks is blicks. um yeah like uh and and Sh- charlotte as well so yeah. like uh but our our whites are different in durham than they are in charlotte and in raleigh different charlotte and raleigh is a very conservative durham's uh, a very liberal town gotcha um, so it's like the austin in yes. texas yeah, it's like the Austin. It's we like have a the- lot of people from Austin that live in Durham. Interesting. And they love it. Like they loved Austin, but they love Durham too, because it's a lot of intersections mm-hmm. with kind of the the mix. But yeah, uh, Raleigh the culture is different, and it's it's very douchey. Like if you a twenty something and you do go to a club there, it it's just very pretentious and dude bro too oh gross like i'm sorry excuse me while the new york snob comes sliding out who the fuck you think you are (laughs) to try it with somebody in no shade your backwater town because you think you're being cosmopolitan and shit but you're not so calm your fucking tits and put down the red bull you fucking loser yeah (laughs) And when those type of people come to my bar, that like Duke students or whatever, they usually don't come back or they have one drink and they'd be on their way because they realize that that's not their scene mm-hmm. at all. So we actually don't get infiltrated by that energy much. Yeah. It happens occasionally, like weddings and around graduation time. But other than that, it's it's pretty chill. Yeah, your bar is a very... Um... It's a nice vibe really nice vibe it's like more of like an old school bar in a, in yeah. a good way i don't mean that unless mm-hmm. it's, it's like, like an elevated dive because you're getting like craft cocktails yeah. but you're not you know it's not peanuts on the floor and shit neither you know what i mean it's like <laughs> like <laughs> texas roadhouse <laughs> There's no sawdust in here. Why does every white person I know in DC try to convince me that dive bars are like are like where it's at? They smell like piss. I don't want to be in there. They're like, oh, you don't want to go to Stetson's? No. No, I do not want to go. I am uninterested in that, Nathan. Yeah, there's a couple of bars here in town like that, and I hate them. Um now I like a cat like it's two classifications of dives and I know the kind that y'all are talking about and I hate those and we have a couple of those here but I, I but I like a you know I guess elevated yeah. but it doesn't have to be super elevated but just nah. not but not subterranean right like I want I don't I I don't I don't want to track dirt into my house after I've been to your place yeah you know what I'm saying I don't don't want to feel like I'm absolutely going to have a low-grade fever when I leave this place. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that feeling for myself when I go out for a cocktail. And I don't want, when I inevitably ask for a Vesper, for you to be like, what's in that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to go to bars where they only have, like, domestic beers. Or their only beer on top. And then not even all of them. Yeah. What's in that? (laughs) You know, I don't like, like what I asked. When a, like, a bartender says that shit. Sorry, Lord. No, you could. <laughs> you go ahead. 
like when I ask like hey can I get a quarter 75 and they're like I don't know how to make that or what is that you don't know what that is you have Lilith what's Lilith oh fuck off bro (laughs) so as a bartender there's Uh a way that you're supposed to handle that not the customer the bartender okay you go oh okay and then you go off to the side and you google it yeah do you know how many drinks I google I appreciate Ooh, it. Or I go walk over to the other bartender, like, do you know? Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when people ask for stupid ass shots. I'm like, what the fuck? But I'd be like, yeah. And then if if we don't have the stuff to make, I'd be like, oh, shoot, we're out of so and so. I can't make it tonight. I swear to God, that's what happened at fucking, um, at fucking Bus Boys and Poets when I was there. <laughs> Little baby came over four times and was like, we don't have that. It was like, we get the Jamaican restaurant. We don't have that. It was like <laughs> that, but with every alcohol. <laughs> I was like, it ain't even crowded in here. There's no excuse for this. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting upset because yeah. it was like, all right, what kind of gin do you have? We don't have gin. Oh, girl, girl, girl. That blue bottle over there tells me different. <laughs> so bad. this is, so no disrespect to to niggas, but this is what niggas do when they cover by bar. Now y'all both have been there, and we actually have the largest liquor selection in the city. No, in the area. Oh wow! And but some nigga, no respect, disrespect to niggas, but some nigga gonna come up and ask me for every bird ass shit that we do not carry. <laughs> they like, they'll start off like with one that that. That is generally in a lot of bars, but but I, this is how I know it's about it's a nigga. Because they'll go, oh, y'all got Hennessy? And we actually don't. We have Remy. Oh. And I'll be like, nah, we got Remy, though. Um, So it, so it always starts with that one, but that's, that's innocuous, right? Mm-hmm. But then it'll be like, okay, Ciroc. And then, then they'll be like, and then they'll say some other rapper vodka, and then they'll say some rapper tequila, and ask about four other things, and then... After a while, they just be like, all right, you got Tito's. <laughs> like, they just get, but it's like all this lick up here, and you were able to find the five things that we don't carry, and that my oldest said he would never carry because it's so fucking just trendy, yeah. nasty. Yeah, because I don't understand the chokehold that Hennessy has on the community because that shit is nasty. <laughs> yeah. And if you're gonna do cognac, Remy is the better. If if you like the flavor of cognac, then Remy is the way to go anyway. I'm you never gonna like cognac that much. I, I don't had, either. I was but... had a sidecar with Duce. Pretty good. Mm. And then like one time I went to uh I was in DC and I got taken on a date to the French embassy. Well, part of a date to the French embassy for a Remy Martin. Uh like tasting and party they have the best events oh my god we had a ball uh and it was like a day it's just like it yes it was completely free but it's see how you can have a free creative date that shit was free as a motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> and i had and it's and it's one of the most memorable like string of that whole day was a string of cheap ass dates and it was probably the best date I've ever been on. DC is the place for that type of thing. If you want to get into something and you don't want to go banana pants, there is no lack of good, cool, free shit that you can get into. There's something for everybody. If you want to go on a 
really like amazing luxe date, like I've been on very luxe dates in DC, you can do that. If you want to do a, a cheap date or a date that's, that's low cost, you can do that too. Yeah, you Love can, me. you know, if you're artsy, artsy, you can, you can do it. If you're feeling artsy, you can do music to a couple of museums and walk around outside. What is happening? Oh, Neil gave me some chicken. With Maxine, what's going on? <laughs> she, she, was, my head. <laughs> she was flailing like a white girl dancing. It was crazy. No, I dropped my, um, my AirPod fell out. And went under my desk, but then I was opening up a now later, so I didn't want all the crumbling noises. So that's why I, I popped up at one point to make sure everything was still muted because I didn't want some bullshit. It was very eventful. Yeah, very. <laughs> it was an event. I'm the event. The event. The event is me. That young woman likes to yell, but it's fun yelling. <laughs> It is. <laughs> and my chair is noisy. So like when I'm moving around, I I, I have to like mute. But this chair will embarrass me. Now I want fries. You disrespectful as hell. I know. And Wait. then look how she eating them. Yeah, real with a hard ER. That's what she's giving us. That's aggressive chewing. N I double G R. She's eating chicken. Chicken. Of the fried variety. <laughs> Look at her. She loves it. <laughs> I'm hungry, okay? And it's a 420 episode. You thought there was going to be no... It's the aggressive chewing with the fries, just shoveling them bitches in while I'm here and high and with without chicken or fries. It was very aggressive. <laughs> Feel, you know what I she feel, looked like? I feel threatened. Dead. I felt threatened as well. I don't feel safe. <laughs> you know what she looked like at one point with them fries? She looked like that that gif of that girl eating the the, the hot Cheetos. I'm just going to guess those are hot Cheetos she in. <laughs> yes. That? Y'all can't see me, but I was, I was making the motion for it. She gave big... Mm, you thought bitches energy <laughs> <laughs> with your hungry asses. <laughs> yes. yes, there was an energetic shift when the chicken entered the domicile. Yes. <laughs> it did. The energy. I respect it though. Shifted. I do too. I mean, I, I can't knock it. I, I mean, we hating I, from outside the club. We not even inside. They won't even give me a, a cup of water. <laughs> they won't even let you in. They won't. Max. It's rude. I sold them. I had to pee, and they was like, "We don't care." Let me tell you, I'm not in VIP or nothing like that. I don't spend money on the club like that. So just know, I'm not in VIP. No, you wouldn't be. No, not not with the chicken and fries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like the club was such a waste of money. <laughs> I, you, I I wish I knew how much I, how much money I wasted. But you know something, coming up in the '90s, before the bottle service and all of the VIP sections, it was it was that. But it wasn't like every place you went to, it wasn't a required thing to have. You know what I'm saying? Like if you found seats, phenomenal for you. 
mm-hmm. you was going to have a purse, a cheek of some kind in those seats that whole night because they were going to get taken. Because <laughs> at some point, you're going to want to sit down in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it wasn't a requirement. You could find a seat, but you were going to have to babysit that shit the whole night. But, you know, if the, the reggae room is really popping or the R&B room is really doing what needs to be done, all of that can just go to the wayside. And you could just end up dancing in a circle around your coats on the ground. But it didn't mm. seem like such a waste of time. Like, yeah, we were poor, so we wasn't going to be buying no drinks or nothing like that. Not really. But you could go in and get your dance on until the sun came up. Now it's such a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's just... You're not dressed to dance. Like, wait, why are you here? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like in their section and it's the flaming bottle girls and then all of the bullshit around that and your yeah. fucking stupid ass paying $300 for a $40 bottle of fucking vodka. Yeah. It, yeah. it ruined the vibe. They ruined yeah. what parties are supposed to be about. I mean, yeah, if there was couches and you were there, yeah, you might be a hood booger and be dancing on the couches with your shoes off by the end of the night but that's because you were having like a really good time now yeah. it's just kind of like i can't dance my eyebrows might wipe off you know what i'm saying yeah i really missed uh my college clubbing days which mm-hmm. was the 90s because yep. that 2000s was just such a shift that's the, that's when we all that bottle fun. service shit it was cheap to get in yep ladies free before 11 there were you know, plenty of cop- copious amounts of cheap ass liquor, mm-hmm. or, or or you know, cute boys to buy it for you. Yep. Yeah, who wanted to dance with you? Who actually yeah. wanted to dance with you? We would dance all night. We would sweat hair out. We would. We, we jeans, were not. Bro. We were not leaving there the way we came. Show one. At all. Like so how when they send the kids off to school and they show the pictures of when the kid get home, it was that. Mm-hmm. Exactly that hairs all over your head your roots are sweated to fuck because you know you try to stretch that relax a little bit longer and just hit the hit the roots <laughs> try to get them roots to lay and be like and like ringlets on the top your your roots would be like a straight up solid and then all the soft relaxed ends yeah i i graduated in 2006 um and by then the clubs really had started to change. Like earlier in the 2000s, it was the way you described. And then mm-hmm. by 2005, 2006, really by 2008, you start to see a shift. Yep. Um, as streaming music takes off, et cetera. Like you just- He was wearing blazers to the club, yeah. button down shirts. Yeah. Business yeah. casual. Like with picture. belts. Yeah, like I don't have a whole lot of pictures from the era, but like I right under your tits like, or way down here, right under your stomach. A ruffled tuxedo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and sent us the picture. I sure did, and I had my locks in a tight in a little pony. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's Michelle Obama's fault. Have we been noticing how Shelly's looking on this book tour though? Yes. I follow her stylist. I was like, you was out here doing the Lord's work because Shelly is relaxed. She has been out the White House for a while. You will get... The, she be letting the bird These human hair too. braids. She be letting the bird, <laughs> the come, bird out. come out a little bit. She does. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look at the, look at her. She's molting in the corner. 
She's about to pile of fucking fellas in the corner. Get her out of here. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> you love it. Damn it. Foiled again. <laughs> My one goal before the end of this thing is to get one or both of you to say, come on, Max, come on. Oh, it's going to be Lauren that says it. And she Probably. says it the best, actually. It's true. I enjoy <laughs> it the most. <laughs> it's the most earnest of them. Of it us. really is. It really comes from a, a real source of bewilderment with my fucking nonsense. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor when she does it to me. It's it just... is. Doesn't it feel wonderful? Oh, I've accomplished something today. <laughs> yes. It's like I get Feels all like warm inside. Yes. A distant oh hug, God. a hug from afar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she does love me. She's like, oh, she is exasperated. I've done my job. <laughs> I have oh. totally exhausted her, and she's still my friend. Oh my Success. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. God damn. <laughs> and listeners, this is what friendship looks like. Or it sounds yeah, like it sounds like it. Me trying to stifle coughs. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> okay. Moving on to another thing to talk about. Um, spinning off from the music and thirsting or whatever. What songs? Do you like right now? What what is doing it for you right this moment? Oh, I have one. There is a song by Dochi and Rico Nasty mm. called Swamp Bitches. <laughs> Just, I'm intrigued. So I have a Villanera podcast that I have or not podcast, um, playlist that I have not shared with y'all. And I'm sorry I'm gonna share it with you. But it gives that villain era black hoodie season feel. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Is it like chain snatching type villainy or just like stomping on hearts? Uh, uh, stomping on hearts with a little bit of chain snatching. But Swamp Bitches is a great song. Okay. Yeah. Also, you... Perfect by uh, Baby Tate. I like that one a lot too. I mean, I, I like to do Tate's. both. I like to, I like to snatch chains and step on capillaries and aortas and all that. <laughs> I have been out of the game for a while. I just want to just, you know, destroy hearts by just existing and being my fabulous unavailable self. Take that, take that. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah, get that playlist too. I, I really, now I really, really want to hear this song. <laughs> yes, I would like that a lot, please. And thank you, send it. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Directly to the group chat. And let me tell you something else. This edible has kicked in. We noticed. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> we, we noticed. I see it. With <laughs> thine own eyes. <laughs> so one of my songs right now is an artist that has a chokehold on me right now because she mm. is amazing and wonderful. And it's Cleo Soul. 
Ooh, and she yeah. has a song, When I'm In Your Arms, and oh. it is one of the most perfect songs I've heard in a very long time. I have to agree mightily. Wait, what's that whole album? That when whole I'm in your arms, so oh, hard. It's the whole it, album is just. And then her oh. sun, song "Sunshine," I really love, and yeah, that's what got me on her because I was trying to, I was making a, a Instagram story, mm-hmm. and I wanted to find a song with "Sunshine," and that song came up. I was like, "Who is this?" And I hit it, and then I was like, <gasps> yeah, "She's amazing." Yes. And her whole, like, I just went back through all her stuff and she's, oh. That, oh. Is, that is some talented vibe shit right there. Yes. Like, if, like she's <clears throat> great vocals. I don't know who's writing those songs. Solid pen work. Mm-hmm. And vibes. Some vibes, yeah. <laughs> Talents and vibes. Like, you could just let that whole <laughs> shit ride for the entire day and not change anything, um, not skip anything. Sh- yeah, she, I think she writes most of her stuff. It it sounds very personal, so I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, by that. she did write that song in particular. That did song you know her is. her name is Cleopatra? That's Whoa. her government. Whoa, she's part Egyptian and part Jamaican, I think. Is it? I knew she was something and something, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know she was black until recently, and I was like, oh, oh I, I knew she was black. I don't know why, but I knew she was black. Because <laughs> sometimes you can just kind of like. It's one of ours, guys. Yeah, like ours. I was, yeah, I was kind of. I remember for a long time thinking, like, damn, she's not black. Are we sure? Because there's something about when I'm in your in in your arms that like there's something about the melody and like the. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, there's yeah. no way. She's giving big Sade energy. Like you yeah. set the vibe, and there's no skips. Yeah, like, and it's a no lot skips. of different movements in that song so it's a lot of songs in one almost like yeah it's giving like very Erica-ness in that way but mm-hmm. very Sade in the styling mm-hmm. absolutely and the voice yeah yeah because you know you yeah. don't expect girls with voices like that to be belters but <clears throat> Sade, yes. belt. Sade will belt and will and, and take the fucking place down live. to the studs oh my god top three concert experience mm-hmm. and this is which oh, not love deluxe i didn't see that tour i went mm-hmm. to lover's rock tour in it was 2000 lover's rock that i saw that was the tour i saw she was I went with my garden and my best friend me and my bestie ended up going initially what happened was we would like we we can't afford this that there's no way we can get tickets and this is a time when you could probably get a last minute ticket that shit is dead. You not getting tickets. Um, but we both, it was so funny because we were like, it's Shade. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Let's get some tickets. And I think we bought it like a day or two before the show. And we ended up with floor seats <laughs> at the garden. Who was and your was opener? In the RE. In okay, the that RE. Was, yeah, mine too. And and actually that uh and a lot of my friends aren't in the Ivory fans, but that day made me a big fan of her um, just out the gate because Sade was running late mm-hmm. to the concert. So they let India Ivory do her whole album, Acoustic Whoa. Soul, from the top to the very bottom of it. Whoa. And she tore the house down. Like, yeah. it was, it was pretty freaking amazing i think one of my favorite concerts outdoor concerts in new york 
was in the RA. She was okay. at uh, Bryant Park, and I had gone early to lock down some seats because it was all lawn seating. And she was practicing. She was doing a sound check. Boy, sound check sounded like the show. It yeah. was amazing. And yeah. I remember because this was when Voyage to India dropped. Okay. It was about to drop. And she did that song with the refrain, India, India, yeah. India. So she was doing that over and over. I was like, this is amazing. And it was yeah. the, the weather was perfect. And it was like, a, it was right before New York completely just went all the way over to generics. And it was just a, per and so many people I know were at that concert and everybody still talks about it because it was a perfect night. The weather was nice. It was just warm enough, but just had enough of a breeze. What a time. Magical. It was and magical. The, yeah. And the show and, and that at that Sade show, she only video was a single and brown skin had I mean, maybe brown skin had maybe came out a week before that show. I was upset. So with that song, for boy. somebody to just get on stage and do a bunch of music that ain't nobody heard because the album ain't been out but 10 seconds. And tore the place up. And to like to have the audience so wrapped in that way was mm -hmm. pretty amazing. And I've only she seen She knows that, how like, to command the crowd. I'll tell you what, she knows how to command an audience. Like mm -hmm. from the gate. Like she when I saw her, I think Sade <laughs> was running late for my show too. And um, India brought her mom out and they were singing together and it was amazing. And just, she was the perfect opener really. Cause it was the vibe. You it know made what I mean? sense. It, it made, made sense. sense. That was a good pairing. Um, But yeah, that, that concert was, we were sitting cause this was like peak sex in the city. So it was like, you know, you could go to the concession and get, you know, champagne with strawberries floating in it and all of this and it was like all these famous people were on the floor with us so we were like it was peak sex in the city so like like i want to say maybe two seats down from me was mr big before we learned that he's a monster in real life but um he was with this gorgeous model looking black girl of course i was like well then well then and like my bestie was like maybe a row or two behind and we were like were we texting did you did you text back then i don't think so but i remember us going did you see mr big <laughs> and we were just all oh what a fucking show that was the rowdiest concert i've ever been to wow yeah <laughs> i i was standing on my seat at the end of the night always Cause, Cause, I want to be negative for a second. Oh, what God. is the worst show that y'all have been to? Ooh. Have I been to a bad show? Let me think. I'm not. I, you know what? Afropunk, 2015, Lauren Hill. Damn. She showed up late as you as she does, and then wanted to like run through her entire, such that it is, catalog but not play any of the songs the way that they know because we didn't yeah. know she couldn't yeah. play it the way she you know was actually done but she was like running through them all she was behind so the other people were behind i think she came out right before grace jones and it was terrible and then grace jones comes out at 60 plus and hula hoops yeah. and sings the fuck down for like two hours 
that was the cost of admission for me. Worth it. Worst performance I've ever seen. And I've seen Lauren at peak Lauren and mm-hmm. even slightly middling Lauren. And she was still fucking solid. This bullshit I saw? Mm-mm. Nope. So I think the worst one I've seen was, oh, I was on the tip of my tongue. Damn, come back to me because I can't remember. Well, my worst. So this was probably probably 12 or 13 years ago. <clears throat> and it was one of those 90s reunion type mm-hmm. multi-concerts. And the bill was after seven, mm. Black Street, um, Guy, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. But, no, no, but. Oh. oh, no. It was all Fugaz versions oh. of these groups because, okay. Okay, so the only good act for the whole show and actually they fucking killed it was after seven i was gonna say because once they started singing you started you're like shit i forgot they had that many hits mm-hmm. they say something else, you're like oh shit i know this, I know this song, whatever um it, it now, of course i know it but you know other people are like oh wait a minute wait a minute so um <clears throat> and they were and they and they had on matching outfits and they had choreography, and yes. it was sharp choreography because they, they were trained. Yes, it and was. They also came in the game older, which I made sense. Yes, yeah, they were in their mid thirties. They had a very mature sound, and I didn't pay mm-hmm. attention to them when I was younger. Oh, I did. And then when I, you know, y'all know, I went through a, an era, an era <laughs> where I was listening to nothing but nineties R and B. Like I was, I had with this weird like, like audio obsession with it. And I revisited some after seven and I was like, oh, I love this. What was I yeah. thinking back then where I was just too young to appreciate it? But that was mm-hmm. me with enchantment, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. enough enchantment at my house when I was coming up. And did I play it? No. Because I remember, no, actually, I'm wrong. I played the beginning of Gloria because I thought it was another song. It wasn't. And I promptly took it off. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> That was my bad, guys. Yeah, I still want an yeah. unsung enchantment. Yeah. I want, I want the tea on that whole everything. Yeah, and then okay, so and they were the openers. They should have closed that motherfucker out. Seriously, um, and then it was the fake Tony, 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 in which Aww. we didn't. But it was instead of Raphael Sadiq, it was his cousin. Okay with lead so that means about the first two songs no one noticed that that was not Raphael Sadiq oh shit until he said it because they look that much alike and he he actually sings better than Raphael Sadiq um wow yes yeah um and you know he was doing the moves and all that so he and the same height and all that shit blah 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 um and so then then we're like oh but actually, that wasn't bad. I mean, at least Dwayne Wiggins was there, you know. And uh, at least he had and, one original member. Yeah, and and oh, I can't think of the other member, but um, can't think of his name. And, and he was there, um, that like played the drums and shit. So, um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was just like we got faked out. But they, I mean, it sounded good, but it just 
whatever. But y'all got um, great value versions of all the shit that you came in there expecting. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's whack. And then the Black Street, it was just, it just looked like they hadn't performed in a couple years and they just mm. met up. It was a money grab. They met up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to get on stage. Oh. So it was like really like disorganized. It was uh I can't I can't even remember which it was only one original like member and I can't remember who it was. One of them niggas. It wasn't like it wasn't Dave and of course it wasn't Chauncey. So I, I can't remember. It was one of the other ones. And then the guy, oh, which no. was just Aaron Hall. Oh. Oh, wow. And it was one of the worst things I have ever experienced. He was, oh. he looked like he was fucking drunk as fuck. He probably was. Sounded like it. He came in walking through the audience. It was just, it was just, and it, it was shameful. Like, uh. and if that was the, and that was the uh, last act. Like people just were getting up and leaving. Damn. It was bad. That, that that's. Mm. They should put after seven at the end. Close it out on a good note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was a I, I was an Aaron Hall acolyte because I adored his voice and those ridiculous runs he would always do. But baby, I do not need to see that gentleman Solo McDullough drunk off his nuts on stage talking about it this was, guy. It was unhinged. One guy. <laughs> It was fucking unhinged. It was mm-hmm. he was just acting wild and crazy. It was he was still being all nasty. It was bad. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Oh my god. It was I want ugh. these guys to embrace knowing that their days of dry humping the floor are over and we don't want it now. Like it'd be cool if like they would learn just how to perform and not tone it down, but like figure out what they can do with the body they have now. Right. It's like like with Drew Hill, where you know the big kid comes out to sing the fuck down, but when it's time for the hops on Tell Me, he goes off stage. Yeah, and comes back to sing down. He knows what he can do, right? right. He, yes, he can really sing too. He's got oh, a voice man. on him. I love Drew Hill. I love. I do. I enjoy you know what? Drew. I didn't pay them a lot of attention, but they're they got bops. They got you know wow, they have, they got it. And the vocals were not no bullshit. You know, they have good. They have great complete albums. Like they mm. have good. Like the album tracks is tracking. Yeah. Okay. I paid them no attention in that way. But the songs I know, I like. There was a set time during my '90s R&B obsession phase, where if people wanted to get me riled up, they would. You know what I'm about to say. They would come up. They would. They would come out their mouth with. Oh, who's better, Drew Hill or Jodeci? Or oh, the honey. ones who argue me down about boys to men. I'm like, oh, honey. I made my choice, okay? I didn't say they were bad. I like boys to men. I just I wanted to- the the I- Rancharama I- boys in the baggy jeans. That's what we, that's what we was listening to in LA, which is what Terrace Martin's whole thing was about. That like, mm-hmm. like generally speaking, you know, LA was about that Jodeci life. Yeah. And he said he said, but now I'm with kids in the car playing some boys and men. You play boys to men. Correct. Because he's gonna be soft and tender about how he wants to beat the walls down. Yeah. Our friends over at Jodeci are gonna be like, 
I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like they, I was like, these niggas is cussing. <laughs> I first heard that song. I was like, oh gospel. shit. It's just, it's gospel about sex. It, it, it That's what really it is. is. They are worshiping at a different kind of altar. I'm saying. That's my whole Jodeci theory. I enjoyed Jodeci. I was a church girl. And so I was going to think about, you know, I was going to want something that sounded familiar. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and those dudes were, you know, they had praise voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would, yeah. they were doing, they were also praising. <laughs> and you yes. have different groups for different kind of some different Absolutely. scenarios you having a romantic dinner you play boys to men after mm-hmm. dinner is finished you put on the jodeci for the cheeks to get clapping <laughs> precisely precisely it's kind of like how where i stand in the whole prince versus michael situation now that i'm an adult when i was younger michael all day but when i became a woman prince regularly uh, That's for, you know, you put away childish things and get you some prints. When I was a child, I spake as a child. (laughs) I mean, I always liked Prince, you know, like Michael Jackson was like for the children, you know, but like by the time I got to be a teenager, I was more into Prince, even just as a musician. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Same. Yep. And it really rocketed off when I got to college and I started paying attention to them lyrics in a proper way. Like, I, remember oh. I, I was an old mother... No, nah, I was older. Yeah, I was pretty older, old when I figured out that a little red carpet was not about an automobile. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. We talked to Daniel stupid ass about that song. I'm sorry. What, yeah, what he was, that, crushed, that crushed his whole childhood. Wait, Are you serious? Older. Wait, what is Are it you about? being serious, Lauren? I am being serious. I don't know what that song is about. Oh, I thought oh. she was kidding. Oh, okay. I'll explain it. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna be an adult. First of all, the first the opener, he's like, what did he what does he say? I'm wait. Anyway, basically he's like, I knew it wouldn't I knew it wouldn't last because it's about the way that you park your car. Oh shit, what does he say at the how does that goddamn song go? I'm looking up the lyrics. But basically, he's like, I guess you know, I should have known by the way you parked your park car, your car sideways. sideways that it would not it last. Because you're the kind of person who believes in making out once. Love them and leave them fast. I guess I must be dumb. She had a pocket full of horses. Trojans. And, and some of them used... That it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. I said, what do I got to lose? And honey, I said, you're the red carpet. Maybe you're much too fast. Or a woman who likes dick a lot. Yeah, it's not so much about a sex worker. It's about just Uh, a woman that loves dick a a lot. She's a dick rider. Just a freak. He's like, you took me to the places where your horses run free. Where your horses run Because I felt a little ill when I saw all the pictures of the jockeys, of the jockeys that, that, were, that were there before me. Jesus. This is phenomenal songwriting, by the way. Oh but my God, so clever. 
So Believe fucking clever. Not. Believe it or not, I started to worry. I wonder if I, wonder had, if enough I had enough class. class. But it was Saturday, Saturday night. night. I guess that makes it all right. And you say, baby, have you got enough gas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Said a body like yours ought to be in jail. Because on the verge of being obscene. Obscene. What? Now move over, baby. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. I'm, I'm going to try to the little I'm gonna red try to love tame. machine. Yes, tame it. Wink. Tame that thing. Wow. Not with know. one half of the R&B reps here. <laughs> it's mostly. <laughs> he had a man. He said, girl, you got to ask like I've never seen. That's not the first time I've heard that, but okay. And the ride yeah. is so sweet. You must be a limousine. <laughs> <laughs> Poetry, guys. Wow. But then that thing you said at the end, you're going to run your body right into the ground. <laughs> are you, are you, you got to slow down. But you enjoyed that speed, though. So what's the problem now? One thing I'm realizing about Prince, um, now that I'm older and I, and I get things better, he has some uh, retrograde-ass fucking ideas yeah, about did. what women are supposed to be doing. Because, yeah, bitch, did. what? One of my favorite songs is like a um, <clears throat> basically him being homophobic on it. I think it was Bambi. Well, he's rocking his ass off on the song, but like I paid attention and I was like, "Sir, what? <laughs> You're being really ignorant right now." <laughs> yeah, he um he was a deeply problematic and and complicated person. Absolutely. Um, I remember somebody did a an unpopular opinion thread on Facebook and you know there was some back and forth with someone who was like well the only like you know Prince was this terrible person the only reason people even you know think it's okay is because he was small and petite and kind of eccentric and I'm like oh god here we go yeah we're doing a lot yeah a lot of of heavy lifting there yeah but also he's dead now you know so like I don't no one else can be harmed by him anymore correct different from R. Kelly who was still walking the earth and dropping albums from fucking prison. I don't want to hear it. Yep. And the thing about that too, it's it's in the same the same Venn diagram full of niggas who it, they're all in that goddamn circle. The the Dave Chappelle niggas, the Quali niggas, Ugh. the R. Kelly niggas, mm-hmm. the 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 Tory what is nutses niggas. They're all in that one circle together being roachy as a brand because it's a, now literally branding because you know dave got a, a big, clothing line yeah. throw, throw old buttons in that motherfucker too that fucking wallaby i'm so annoyed that he's a thing he's the joe rogan for the niggas yep he's joe he's nigger joe rogan that's what he is hard er can we talk about a i know we talked about some individual songs Mm. But there's also an album that I'm obsessed with. Freddie Gibbs, uh, Soul Soul Separately. Mm. It's a hip-hop masterpiece. Ugh. I won't say classic. I won't say classic, because that takes a while. But I, I really enjoy Freddie Gibbs. He has not given us a bad album at all. You know? I, I, I love him. Um, somebody gave me a Freddie Gibbs album like three four years ago. 
Um, and I wasn't familiar, but this is my friend and he sends me his thing every year. He send me something that I would never get or pick for myself, but that he think that I would really love. And he hit the notes on that one because he got me that album. And within two months, I had went and bought all the vinyl <laughs> that I could find. <laughs> He's very, very talented. Has a great ear. Yeah. It's music. You know, it's so really... soulful. So yeah, I, I think I got that part. I just haven't been paying attention. I, there's so many people I just haven't been paying attention to. But, like, I like them. But, like, I, you know, I don't listen to their music. I don't think I have a song that I'm kind of obsessed with right now. Well, there was a minute where I was listening to Make the Road by Walking, I think the song is called. It's the bass, basically, of Rock Boys, the, the Jay-Z, the sample that they used for that whole, the entire song, really. They must have paid them dudes, because boy, they used a good chunk of that song for the entire bass of that song. But anyway, I randomly heard it somewhere, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I didn't realize it was such a fairly new song too, because it wasn't, it wasn't as old a song as I thought it was going to be, because it sounds really old. But I forgot the name of the band. Anyway, I was obsessed with it for a minute. And I've been obsessed with Ari Lennox's album, because it's just giving me very Badu, yep, uh, vibes, but yeah. delivered a little bit differently. It's just, it's just. This is one of them albums you could just put on and just do stuff, and it's just a fucking vibe. Yeah, and it 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 so sets hard. whatever the tone you want to set. Yeah, particularly the songs "Me Mug," "Me Mug," and "Hoodie." Mm -hmm. <sighs> those I I play those songs so much <laughs> on repeat. You know whose album? Yeah. I, it's my favorite actually, song on the album. That's a good one. You know whose album I'm enjoying? Scissor's new album. I'm actually enjoying it. It's it's cute. It's a cute album. I, I love listening to She's found yeah. her lane. She also like pretty much sings within her range. She, she uses what she what she got. She does the best. Yeah. She can, she got. You're not getting no belting. You're not gonna get no, gonna get no perfect belting. tone. You're not getting none of that. But you're yeah. gonna get a vibe. I hadn't listened to it yet. It's on my list though. You're gonna get a vibe. It's some good ass songwriting that hits you right in your gut. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. I will get to her for that. Yeah. Then I'm also obsessed with Alex Isley, but I've been obsessed with her since the moment I found her. Yeah, and I found her through uh, Insecure. Because I think there was a song that played, and you know, whoever did the music supervising on that show, for like the youngs, and you want a vibe or some real ratchet ass rap shit, <laughs> um, Insecure definitely had the soundtrack for that. Like they really hit yeah. the tone really well. So, yeah, that's how I found her. I think she actually ended up, I think she performed on an episode. Yes, she did. The one where where um, she did the block party finally. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I found her through, like, uh, listening to, like, Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper. Uh, Masego. Uh, Masego, yes. Who is Masego. delightful. I follow him on, on TikTok. He is funny. She's very delightful and a good-looking kid. Yeah, yeah. And she did like some stuff with Moonchild. So like, oh yeah, Moonchild and Kate Trinata. So I saw um, them live when Ooh. I went to the. Um, remember, I think earlier in the year 
when I went to the speakeasy event mm-hmm. that Carmen Rogers hosts sometimes in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. So she mm-hmm. had one right near my house. I didn't know where it was, though, but thank God it was right near my house. And I threw on one of my onion caftans <laughs> and some gold Air Maxes. And I took my Telfar because it matched. And Moonchild was performing. Everybody who performed, everybody who yeah. touched the stage was fucking top tier. Yeah. And I think the first song that I fell in love with Alex Isley was the song La Brea. Beautiful song. Oh, that still gets plenty of spins. I still love her. Um, or mouse clicks. I still love Good and Plenty, but I like the version with Masego on it because yes. I just love his verse so much. Yes, I, I, I prefer that version as well. Absolutely. I, I forgot now. Boo. I forgot. I'm still. And like it's vibey high. music, but it's but but you feel good. Yeah, she's got. It's not, it's not bitter vibey. It's yeah, yeah, blissful yeah. vibes. It's very blissful and kind of. Um, serene kind of because her voice gets you mellow as shit like her voice is like good for meditation i think you know what i mean so like if you have the songs going and you just kind of vibe out and stop paying attention to everything i feel like she could get you there that's how you can play marigold that's another you just put it on and you just go on about whatever your relaxation activity for the day Mm. or in a bath or you know just something like that Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Put it on while you're doing your skincare routine. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, so that's, that's the kind of stuff I listen to when I do my skincare or take a bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'll put something like that on for the night shower. <laughs> yes. With the candle lights. I think we have one thing left on the agenda. Do I want to talk about this anymore? Yeah, I probably do. Let's get blown. Hate <laughs> it. But what? We're, only if you want to. We're only we're all about consent. Yes. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. So I have this general theory that while Shanene Jenkins from Martin, I understand why people write her off as an offensive character. I get that. I understand it. I'm not going to argue with those people. It's a yes and. Yes, and Shanene had some very um, admirable qualities that were a direct result from the fact that Shanene Jenkins was modeled after Martin's sisters, who we all know were born and raised in D.C. So Shanene had her own business. She had she can do things in that salon that nobody, no other hairdresser could do. You know, yeah. um, she didn't you know, let anybody, you know, make her feel bad about who she was and how she showed up. You know, she didn't let like the respectable, you know, the respectable Rondas come up and try to shame her for who she was. Like, you know, like she wasn't going to change for nobody. She loved herself, you know, she loved herself better than these niggas. That's why she never chased after nobody. True. (laughs) Respectable Ronda. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, self respect, like adding that to the lexicon. Yeah, I'm totally gonna take that. Thanks. Like, she was, she was like, she loved herself, you know. Oh, and she could fight. And she could fight. 
and she was always hand. down to square up. <laughs> it was always on site with her. Ah, oh, I like that bad, and it was over. <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna be a tussle, and she was gonna be the one starting that shit. Yeah, like Sheena and and Pam always tried to make her feel bad about herself, but she was like, "Fuck y'all!" Like I'm, you, there's no way you're gonna make me feel bad about myself. So. Mm-mm. But she did have some, there were some problematic things, but. Mm-hmm. And like. The thing about Martin, though, it's like you have a character like Shanene, which is supposed to be a hood booger. You're supposed to write her off, blah, 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 blah. And she's all those things that you, you know, you said about her. All of that shit is true. And like, you kind of be like, oh, that's kind of forward thinking. I mean, ultimately, it's a dude in a in a in a in drag, right? But he's not. It's it's not as offensive as you think it is. Like, there's some thought there. There might be some levels to that. But then you go to the part, and I I still cackle. The shit is funny to me. But I figure what it was telegraphing might not have been the best when him and Pam would get into it. He would all kind of nappy headed hoes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fifteen different kinds of ways to call a bitch nappy headed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. this shit is funny though but if you were an impressionable youth yeah you see him dragging this dark skinned girl who looks like you about her yeah. nappy roots you know it's, <laughs> it's like it's, it, i feel conflicted yeah right my parents didn't let me watch it for the longest time though they were like you can't watch martin anymore and i was like well why and my mom was like because it's not for children the girl and the women on there show too much body oh my god I, 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 I was eight. I, I did love all of the uh, R&B insults, though. Like Anita Faker and Phony Braxton. Those are great. Those were good, too. Those were good. I mean, there was some clever fucking writing going on in there. Like, they would, they knew how to run an insult. Like the thread of insults oh wow it's you know big uh you know big france Fred sanford <laughs> energy right right i'm trying to think of we don't have anything like that right now there's nothing like that and it wouldn't it wouldn't fly most of that would not fly that show has aged like an old banana to be honest in some places and that's yeah. most of those shows from that period because that was the kind of jokes that cats got off and they landed. Yes. So that all tracks. All that comic view, Uptown Comedy mm-hmm. Club, mm-hmm. and up and uh comedy. have comedy jam humor. Yeah. You're definitely gonna see somebody get dragged. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do not sit down front. Do not no. wear a bright color, child. You are a fucking flashing light. Not, oh, I, I know you're not laughing now. No, you don't ever want to hear that. <laughs> I, I hate it. We have, I hate it. But uh, earlier this year, we had we on the very front row for Earthquake. Like, oh, and no. It's traditional comedy club. It's not an arena or theater. It's a oh, comedy no. club. So, like, we were as, you know, very, very, like, like, at one point, he gave me a pound during the show. Like oh, that no. close. That is close. <laughs> That's too close. No, no. He you um, know she is the unofficial. He saw mayor me like girl. agreeing real hard and he came up and gave me fist bump. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's really close. No, thank you. But we we were safe and it it was amazing. We had a we had a ball. (laughs) And he and it was his last show of the thing, so he went longer. Nice of his run at that uh, comedy club. Yeah. It's yeah. Comedy shows, it's great if you catch it at the end of the little run, because they'll or or even a touring uh musician. Mm-hmm. Them last few shows be like lit. It's true. The last like shows the, and the, the home last show shows. date at home. If it's a home show, they're gonna set it out for you. Man, look. Which why I kind of want to go see Jilly in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's for that album, thing. twenty years. Woof. Yes. Cause oh, when people come back home to North Carolina. Like when, when, like after the Hamilton be at the end. Oh, you know he sets it the fuck out for home. He cuts. It's it's mwah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and a few other homegrown um, artists, or like any time a foreign like foreign exchange or so or somebody like that comes here, it's 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 gonna be packed out. It's gonna be sold out, and yeah. Nice. Yeah, those they get to do a little bit big. bigger venues than they did back in the day, so like and they be packed out. Yeah. You know, um, Elise, the week of your birthday, Anita Baker and Jill Scott and Janet Jackson all in DC right around your birthday. So I know because JR JR's going. Oof. Whoa. That is I don't, I don't know if I can. I would like to see all of them. How how do you do that? But I'll probably see them in another city, but that date I can't. That week I can't. So I have to the go to another city. She's gonna be in New York. But I they're gonna be is... here in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is very close. It's only thirty miles away. Well, this is and I actually might get to go to that show with a music executive person, fancy music person. Oh, I know what my worst show was. My worst oh. show. Ooh. So I went to go see, I went to the Landmark Festival years ago when they had it out. It was really dope. Like Drake was there. It was cool. Now Drake actually gave a good show. I was, I actually enjoyed him. Um, But that was previous, whatever he's doing now and whatever. Anyway, Migos were there. And y'all, it was not good. The Migos portion of that festival was not great. I mean, that's not surprising, but also this is before Bad and Bougie, so I had no even I had no reason to even stay for their set. So, nah. Migos was not it. It was a snooze fest. They did not know how to take control of the... Of the they, were just, they don't know... They ain't got no stage presence. Yeah. They don't train them no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the newer acts, they just don't have that. It's training and lack of work ethic, too. Because they had the club all night. Yeah. Work work ethic um, has definitely gone down. Yeah, because it's not like... In the arts. Know, new, period. period. Across the board. Yeah. like White, white black, or whoever, in every genre. It's Because it's, let it's me tell you, I watched Don't Worry Darling, so you don't have to. Oh, I watched it too. And... She's making another movie. And after I finished watching that movie, I realized that I had been hoodwinked because I tried to watch Booksmart, her first movie, and that was also unwatchable. And I felt like a dickhead when it dawned on me that that was two hours. I'm just not going to get back. 
It was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. That's the thing we should have talked about. It's the worst fucking movie you saw this year. For me, it's Don't Worry Fucking Darling. Don't do it, people. I watched this because, you know, all a mess around the rollout and her leaving um, Jason Sudeikis to, like, step in front of cars and shit to keep her from leaving so she could run back to their British dick. Wow. That's the reason why I watched the movie. Because well, of all the mess behind the scenes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Jason Okay. He seems... I don't know. Jason Sudeikis seems like a boy. Oh, yes. Probably. But not... I mean... She had him turned out. My man's was like crying and shit and texting, and they was they dragged the nanny into it. It was a mess, y'all. Oh, wow. Yeah, real white mess. Wow. But yeah, but what did he do to warrant? I mean, they I mean, both are the equal victim, amounts of terrible. Not the victim blame. <laughs> you see that, like it's just. But it's yeah. a man. <laughs> she was like, "Fuck them did. kids, though." That British kid put it on her because. She Harry Styles put that thing on her because boy, she was like, fuck them kids. Harry Styles. That's what she left Ted Lasso for. <laughs> well, okay. Laura well, getting all kind of revelations today. <laughs> she really is. I didn't know half of that story. I knew that there was something. Oh, I was so plugged in. I didn't know none of the details. I was just like, huh, that's interesting. I All like, the tweets. I saw the headline. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" And I just kept doing whatever I was. I'm and doing. when he served her for the kids while she was on stage at the Marvel thing, oh, that was, oh, that was that. Oh, I didn't know. Who and that he was, was like, "I, I don't know why that would have happened, nigga. You know why? You knew where the fuck she was gonna be at, and you wanted to make a fucking spectacle at the fucking, you know, exhibit area C of fucking Marvel." Con or whatever the fuck that was at, she was at fucking and nerd that, petty. That is so petty. It was the pettiest fucking shit. So wow. I feel like it was equal amounts of terrible in that relationship. <laughs> she at hey. work. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, you you literally came to her job with your bullshit. <laughs> you don't go to nobody's job with the bullshit. I don't know the with anything, is some lunch. Mm-mm, flowers. Andy. They got delivery people for that. Exactly. Well, yeah, he did use he used the process server. <laughs> it wasn't like he pulled up here. It was like, here, bitch. <laughs> that would have been stellar, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd have preferred that. I actually would have as well. But like, I guess it was the satisfaction of seeing a million pictures of her reaching down to pick up that document from, from old boy. Well, she was on we stage. got we got your own tape, bitch. <laughs> we know it was served. <laughs> it went viral. <laughs> the most successful process service of all time. It's between you and your fifty million friends, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has something to say. And then allegedly, Harry Styles spat on one of the other actors. Yes, oh, yes, I did. And it was like a play by play they had freeze frames oh, yeah. i was like y'all it was all the rage on white twitter white twitter went the fuck down was on fire really? yes. oh my god white twitter was in a tizzy they were I fucking never, I don't out of their minds very often it sometimes they, the they, it, it does it, it, it does because <laughs> of my yeah because of my actual white friends and they 
And, then they, and there's and then white they, shit that I follow too, so that's probably part of why. And then all their little friends start following me, so I follow some of them back because they're they they cool. The only they, reason I'm even watching outrageous is so that I would be up on my white people news when I have to go out and network. Oh, fair. I don't. Don't I don't. That movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> that was a piece of shit. Oh my god! When it opened, I saw like the opening credits, and I was like, "Oh, I hate this movie." <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. Hated it. You know what? I put it in league with Vanilla Sky for the same kind of terrible, self-indulgent ass fucking bullshit. Oh, I <laughs> hate that shit. movie so very wow. intensely. It's like I blinked too long and it woke up, and it was a different fucking movie. <laughs> that that movie is is horrible. It's the worst. Garbage. And what's the other uh? Tom, oh god, other eyes wide shut. Also, Ugh. a piece of shit. Oh, that movie can eat it dicks. Makes no sense. Like, and it's it's almost like the movie. And those was- movies give similar vibes. They do. All of those movies have the same vibe. I feel Horrible. like that movie, the um, eyes wide shut. I feel like they made that movie just for the fancy orgy scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was the only thing anybody talked about. That was all they, they wanted the to people. do some Caligula shit, and they needed to wrap it in some velvet and uh, Oscar cred. You said Caligula shit, <laughs> and opera mask and shit, opera mask and fucking capes. I was like, what am I even watching? What in the masquerade? And it was like, movie? oh, hour three. Here comes the titties. I was like, give me a break. <laughs> Blackness abounded. <laughs> I'm gonna have to order chicken, and it's going to be Lauren's fault. Well, you're welcome. Look, chicken is this look. aggressive chicken chewing in my face. I just hard ER. <laughs> hey, just blame it on the boogie. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Moonlight. I was hungry out Good here. Times. Okay. Boogie. Okay. So, uh. <laughs> I actually have to hop off soon because I'm watching a black holiday movie with my other homies over Zoom. So, oh, oh you're cheating on us. Okay, I'm not fine. cheating on y'all. She's breaking y'all up with us. Oh my God. If y'all want to come, no. Okay. <laughs> I felt like I could answer for Elise as well, but you're welcome <laughs> to enjoy. No, please, please enjoy. I'm too high and chaotic. So anyway, let's wrap this sucker up. <laughs> um, Elise, where can the people find you and what are you working on? You can find me at rnbreps.com and we are R&B reps over all platforms. So that's the YouTubes and the Twitters and the, and the, and the Gram. No Facebooks though. Yeah. And because no. And you can also find me at naturallyelise.com. I am, am a graphic designer and event photographer, as well as music historian and writer, and probably like five other things um, that Correct. escape me at the moment. Bartender extraordinaire. No. Bartender. Um, I love bartending. It's so it's just it's such a great song. It's so yes, that is that is my that is my cut right there. Love it. You know what? I didn't pay any attention to him while he was really at the peak. There were songs that would slip in because they were infectious like that. Um, all of them are. But now I've got like I've I've grown into to enjoying 
Mr. Testicular Pain. <laughs> Teddy Pender ass down. Okay. Yeah, Teddy, I love me. I look. I love me some Teddy Pender ass down. He's just. <laughs> I, yes, I'm a T Pain enthusiast. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. I didn't yes. know that either. I do for my people because I am also a T Pain enthusiast. Yeah. I very much. I and I liked him from Jump. Mm-hmm. I'm always the auntie in the room. It's like I didn't care for him in the beginning. <laughs> Y'all be vibing on some shit like who that? I be feeling and real elderly. At least we all know our role, and 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 I'm the elder. <laughs> and there's something to be said for that of of knowing your lane. I mean, I'm not gonna try to be anything other than what I am. <laughs> and I Washed. wouldn't want you to be. Mm-hmm. I like my Max and my Lauren the way they are. Or whatever else they want to be. <laughs> but for Lauren. now, this is cool. So it is cool. Here's where you can find me. I am L.W. Carter on everything. L like the magazine, W. Carter on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes I'll be on TikTok, but don't follow me over there. I'm, I'm a mess. Um, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Um, and if you want to talk about work, DM me on Twitter or Instagram because I don't do that on TikTok. So, yeah. Oh my God, no. Don't send me anything there. Because you'll <laughs> see my one post. <laughs> the only one. Yeah. From September. Send it Twitter, Instagram, or on Cash App. Yes. I know that's right. Yes. <laughs> my Venmo is on. Dollar sign at least listen. <laughs> my mic is on. On. Yes. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for uh, this high giggling. A pile of mess that we've created together. <laughs> I look forward to us doing this rambling high ass shit again very soon, maybe without a recording going, so we can be really ignorant. Hey, um, um <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I love y'all. Y'all know. Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon, like in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you in about 30 seconds. <laughs> and that was my discussion with my two faves. <laughs> we were high as fuck. At least by the end of it, I'm pretty certain I was high as shit. Anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And now let's get in to these key takeaways. I actually have two key takeaways this week, and they're both under the heading cold world for roachy bitches (laughs) the first is golden globes aired last night most people ain't know it because there was barely any promo and it was a one-off because they only got a one-year contract with uh nbc to air it so next year who knows it might be a, a a live stream somewhere anyway um they're on an award tour because you see what i did there right um, they are trying to clean up the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's image as a pack of wild racists because all this stuff came out about harassment and how they were blatantly obvious in the way that they were being wild racist and there were no black people anywhere in the organization or anywhere on the board or anywhere to be seen or any people who weren't, you know, white involved in the whole thing. And it was a bunch of fallout and it didn't even air last year because of it. So they're back at it. And, um, of course, they talked about it. 
pack the joint with anybody who would actually come because a lot of people had a lot of high-minded thoughts and gave back their awards and they were like, suck my dick from the back, we're not coming, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, some people who had legitimate beef, like Brendan Fraser, who was um, nominated but chose to not come because he had been straight up sexually assaulted by the former head of the HP, what is it, HFPA? Yeah, so he was like, fuck y'all until you die, rightly. So folk did show up, you know, Rihanna was in the house with her underwhelming man, baby daddy, whatever, um, looking good as she does, and everybody was standing down as you do. Um, but, you know, they packed a joint up and hired black folks to produce and host to signify the shift. Insert eye roll here. Anyway, uh, Gerard Carmichael was who they had to host, and usually I don't you know, most of the time they have a comedian there and it's always kind of like all these, you know, but type jokes. But Gerard did what Gerard does and he let have and it was wonderful. He put them cats under pressure the whole night and I lived. He didn't give a fuck from the very opening. He was just like, yeah, I know why I'm here. I'm black. That's why. Like, don't try to paint it as anything else. <laughs> it was great. Because my kink is white discomfort and my man served it up in spades with jokes about Scientology, the HFPA's racism, and his obvious pleasure in watching all the black folks who did get awards win. Um, he gave fashion. He was looking great. Like, whoever styled him, kudos. I like it when men dress and, like, really give it to you. Gerard did that last night. Um, you know, he gave him fashion and discomfort. And it was everything. Um, you know, um, a writer on Twitter, Brittany Danielle said, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, Gerard is who a lot of sentient piles of turds think that Dave Chappelle is right now. And it's not even close. And she ain't wrong. Mans was hysterical. And not once did he punch down. It was all punching up to people who can take it. But most of them couldn't because they were not laughing. There were people who were howling. Because <laughs> it was like howling with the energy of like, you can't fuck me up. So what you going to do? <laughs> it was great. I loved it so much. And he ain't punched down. And he shows what comedy could be if you aren't boring and lazy. And that's that. Um, I did also enjoy that women of a certain age came to let you know that they did not come to play with you hoes. Michelle Yeoh and... Angela Bassett won much-deserved awards, and both of them made it clear that there's no age limit on talent and bad bitchery, because those two served it in both their roles and just in general. Like, phenomenal. I mean, these two ladies are in their 60s, and A, they don't, you can, none of, you know, Asian doesn't raise them, and black don't crack, and those ladies gave it, and, and just, that was that. Um, now that I'm comfortably middle aged, it's always good to see folks who are older out here doing it for the gods. Cause you know, you know, sometimes the, the whole, Oh God, maybe my best days is behind me type shit slides up. I, I stamp it down. Cause I know that's not true. Um, but it's always good to see, you know, people that you like, people who are talented, people who are out here getting to it, um, get rewarded. It's always nice. So yeah. Uh, Rochi. But they tried to renew themselves. But, you know, shout out to Abbott Elementary. Quinta and Tyler got to the awards. I loved it. Um, 
it was amazing and everybody went up for it and i just love seeing quinta win it's quinta right yes yeah, quinta i love seeing her win because i remember when she's this little tiny thing on at fucking buzzfeed getting underpaid and getting her work basically taken for no money so now look at her it's so nice to see i love it anyway um gratifying um in in the the next wave of my cold world for rochi bitches <laughs> life comes at you fast in the way you deserve so this cat chef way who goes by the name of chef way now he he was going by waymo or some bullshit like that back in the the wild west days of twitter anyway black twitter he slithered out from underneath the rock he was living under or whatever and slithered his ass onto Twitter and, you know, posted food stuffs like it was all good. In literal seconds, cats came with all the receipts about his previous iteration as a troll that loved shitting on black women. Specifically, dark-skinned black women. So, you know, I didn't have it. Like, there were so many people who were like, Oh, I remember you from back when. And this you, th- there, there was a lot of this you going on here. It was it was something to see. And there was just a line of, of black women who remembered. Because, you know, we don't forget. And and promptly told their stories of how Mans was in the mentions talking the cashes of shit about them because they were dark-skinned. And, of course, Mans came up with a vague mia culpa apologizing to anyone he may have hurt and cooking saved him blah 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 but the thing is though it wasn't anyone it was black women specifically and it was too little too late because of course he came out with it because he was about to lose it all honey man's gig as a district attorney is about to be out of here maybe and his partnership with i think a food outfit i think done off they put you know they do the do the uh the twitter uh press release and they like yeah he doesn't rep us he his his fuckery is not the kind of fuckery we like um we not partnering with that piece of shit no more uh go with god and you know you get what you give and once again i don't feel no kind of way about a cat who spent a bunch of years like i want to say like in the peak black twitter years of like 2010 to 2012 just shitting directly on dark-skinned black women the cashest of shit every day there was a whole raft of cats just like him and all of those niggas tried to rebrand themselves and some were pro- some some were propped up by the same bitches who kikied with them back then um and were able to make the shift and a lot of them fell by the wayside as they deserved and just like i said when the ash king died in his economy apartment with a nurse, allegedly, um, I said, I do not owe anything to anyone who would harm me and mine. And that's that on that still. Um, and also in that realm of payback, since I was on hiatus, that Rochi mini man that shot Meg the Stallion earned everything he deserved. And those pieces of shit that happily victimized Meg with their means and their working overtime to build a non-existent case for a guilty motherfucker can always, always suck my dick from the back. And that's it for this week's Mostly Max and Other Things. As always, keep washing your hands. Keep your Purell on decky. 
I'm still spraying my packages, bro. I, I don't know about y'all. It is it's a cold world out here, you know. After almost three years of keeping it tight in here, we still got slapped with that Rona. And I mean, thankfully my 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 uh asthmatic ass only got the flu. But you know, I'm trying to keep the streak going of not getting that shit. So keep washing your hands, keep wearing your mask. I mean, they they slept, they they really rocked a lot of y'all to sleep, and they really had y'all out here lacking. And people who've been doing what need to be done are out here getting caught with it, and I don't appreciate your fucking bullshit. But those of you who have sense, uh, I'm not talking to y'all. The rest of you, you filthy roaches, wear a mask. Think of someone other than yourself, or maybe think of yourself, or not, or whatever. I don't care. Because, you know, they, they dropping dead out here. You know them plastic wig girls? Remember that diamond and silk? Them girls who were shilling for, for MAGA money? Who got maybe $1,200 out of it? And a little bit of time on Fox News before they were talking crazy about COVID? And the tide changed because, you know, niggas was about to sue Fox out of existence for their bullshit? And got fired? Well, Diamond's dead now. Because she caught COVID in November. And kicked it this week. So, again... Stop playing ball-headed games so you don't win stupid prizes. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Purell your shit. Get your microband. Spray all the shit. Spray yourself. Bathe. Because some of you are filthy. Um, and as always, take care of yourselves and take care of others. And I'll be back next week. <laughs>